This episode of Race Brain Podcast is brought to you by Resolute Coffee. I've been working with Resolute Coffee for some time now, and I got to tell you, the product just keeps getting better and better. They're very dedicated to their craft. You know why? Because they're part of this community. They know what hard work and determination will get you. So the founder puts a lot of energy into this craft. And if you're going to drink nice coffee, you might as well support somebody that's within the community. My personal favorites are the Aponte Honey. That's has a washed processing. So it's a little bit cleaner, a little bit more familiar, a little bit more of approachable cup of coffee, very quality. If you like something a little bit more adventurous, I like the Ethiopian natural. It's going to give you a little bit more fruit, a little funkiness. It's a little bit less predictable, a little bit more of an adventure in the cup for your mornings, if that's what you like. RR20 at checkout for 20% off of your order. Resolute Coffee, crush shit daily. All right. Hello. Welcome. Race Brain Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan, joined by Bracken Crocker and Jack Bauer. Today, packed episode. We have to talk about what happened over in Abu Dhabi 3K. We'll talk about the 21K a little bit. And then we're going to revise our all-time top list for men and women OCR. We have a list that's about 18 to 20 athletes deep. And if the season's over, we got through a full season. BK, how are you going to remember the 2023 season? Oh my goodness. I wish you had floated me that earlier because this won't shock you. I have too many answers to give. I don't, maybe that's how I'm going to remember it. There will be no one word to describe this. This is like the season lost to time along with COVID. Just like what could have been is probably what I'll think about. Mm. What could have been. Jack, what are your thoughts? Cause there's, I mean, Thinking of that, I'm, I'm guessing you're alluding to the 3K and... Or, all of it. Or all, like, yeah. What, all of it. What could have been. Could have been about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Could have been about it all. Because this was a season that was a radical shift from the season's past. When did we hear about... We, when did we hear about this? This time last year. About, it was right, right? right We talked about it before the Ogres. And was it now? <clears throat> hearing about what's happening next year? is what makes me unable to like count this season. Like had had they not announced they're going away from it, I would have said this was a good foundation. We got we learned a lot of things and we're about to move forward. And now that they're throwing it out and starting over, it's like, well, what what could have been? Yeah, Where Jack this could have gone, what we could have already planted for a new season coming this year. Like, I don't know, what could have been? I feel like it's going to be they're like, "Oh yeah, remember that? That was weird." Jack, is there mm-hmm. another? There's there a, an instance in like another sport that was like that. Like, was there a rule change that was like for one season? They, they enter the. They, I'm at that would be like when they banned the dunk or like ent- uh, started allowing three pointers and stuff. It's like this is different. True. This is a strike season or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Something like that. It's like oh, it's this not even the bubble. Is the bubble like springboarded the NBA back into prominence. Yeah, I I think that yes, this was a very unique season. But almost every championship race we had had such a good finish. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to remember. Like everyone, there's no way you're going to remember that over of this season. Instead of it being the uh, 3K year, you're going to be like, "Wow, okay, no, Gregory no, I, Basilico." I, I'm, race. I'm saying, I'm saying, of course, I, I'm going to remember it as the 3K year. But next year is going to have a couple of 3Ks, and you don't know after that. So I don't think that th- this could be like the start of the 3K year or like the the biggest 3K year. But I'm, you know, it it might just return to only one or two times f- perpetually after this, but 
obviously this was the year of the 3K, but it was also the year of the crazy finishes like OCR Worlds, Savage Race, Spartan National Series, Spartan World Championships. Name one of those races that didn't have a yeah. fantastic finish at some True. point. I was on a call right before this with an athlete who used to have a role with Spartan. And we were talking about how derailed the situation is. And the 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 term corporate suicide kind of floated around. <laughs> we both kind of said like it's not fully corporate suicide, but it's it's not too far from it. And it's weird that you could from the corporate side look at it and say this was just such a miss, but because of what Jack's saying, every race that did happen was so good from a competition standpoint that I think it speaks to no matter what people try to do with the sport, it's still as strong at the top end as it's ever been. The athletes are better than they've ever been depth wise. We still have all these dynamic individuals just waiting for a way to use it. And every time they're given an opportunity, we've received the best races we've ever watched. This genuinely this past weekend and Bracken, you might be one of the few people you can count on one hand who have seen more OCR race footage than I have. This is probably the best race weekend that I've ever seen in terms of obstacle racing in terms for great finishes. Yeah, probably. Give, given the gravity of the races, world titles, all four of them came down to like the last obstacle. Doesn't happen too often. So again, what could have been? You have all these great athletes, great competitions, just struggling for a place to to let their talents fly. So let's go ahead and get into what happened over the weekend. Let's start with the men's 3K. One of the more exciting finishes that we have seen. We have VJ Jones taking that first Spartan World title. You must feel like name. a proud dad right now. Oh, that's, that was just exhilarating. I love the fight in him, just being able to kind of hang and, and, and close that way. He was, he was winning that race. Pavel Hardina finished in second. I had both on fantasy and Ryan Atkins finishing oh, not in you fantasy i had him in the prediction contest you did not have both because all right so fantasy yeah, yeah. jack wins i get last because he, his cheating ass sabotaged me bk finishes last <laughs> on the series on the series he's eating that pizza with us now we're all oh, one, we're just eating pizza one. we need to get a big old pizza over there at bojo's here colorado pizza whatever that is haven't had it but they have a big pizza eating challenge bk you got to come through and we'll All just right. eat that pizza. We'll train first, not after. We'll do a big old training session, then we'll go eat some pizza. But Jackie mm -hmm. definitely cheated, and it worked. Oh. Hey, I got Heineck last race. You got Heineck this race. It happens. You just put people on there who aren't racing, and then you don't <laughs> draft them, and then you change names of people who are racing, and then draft them. Rich, is... I had one person outside of the top 10 on my entire roster. I, you take away Yanka, I'm still winning. You trade Yanka with Manuel. Butterfly whatever. effect. Butterfly the... effect. Yep. yep, Ashton Kutcher Classic. And then you watch, you, you give me Heineck. What if he wins? What if he wins? That's what if correct. I get, what if he get third? One, two, three. I've, I've had times when my number one pick didn't even show up, so. Erroneous. Richard Heineck. As the last place finisher, I'm siding with whoever's <laughs> been slighted just to so discord. Uh, yeah, well, uh -huh. Bracken, you're going to have to eat twice as much pizza because you got dead last, one for you and one for Kirk. Well... At the same time, we have last year's loser still hasn't completed their task. So I'm not feeling I'll too bad about it. And Rich two years ago, still hasn't. That's that's why we're all we're all going to eat together. It's just it gonna was happen. a two. It's supposed to be a two person challenge. 
So maybe we're we doing can three. Get Kirk there. Yeah, get Kirk. Kirk eat a pizza. Me and Jack eat a pizza. We'll go head to head. Who wins night? Who's, who's going to win? Yeah. I used to really count myself good at eating, and I've just lost all. Like just like athletically, I think I've just fallen off. I can't I eat it. big anymore. I can't oh. race anymore. I'm just, just like a regular person. What, 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 what like did you guys guy. have for dinner last night? Uh, chicken and rice. Chicken and rice and broccoli and egg rolls. That was me like two days ago. Not the egg rolls, but I had pizza last night. So I, I was practicing. He's ready. All right. Finish it. Rounding just out. Just now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Rich is holding out. <laughs> Leon, go food. Finishing fourth. Peter Vic, uh, Vinicky finishing fifth. Sergey Perel again. How are they saying his name? How, 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 they were saying Perlesian. They said Perlesian. Perlesian. What do you think about that? Eugenio. Uh, Godinia is ninth. Manuel Defoe. Uh, I'm sorry. Eugenio is seventh. Manuel is eighth. Gian Savani uh, finishing ninth. Jan Vladar, tenth. And I think, well, we ended all the way out to 16, made that final. We don't need to go that far. Angel Cantero is 11th, a familiar name there. BK. What was what was your main takeaway from this three K? Like well, after leaving that that and seeing this was the fourth or fifth three K we've seen mm -hmm. in totality now, right? So or maybe six or seven. So what's your takeaway now? Like putting aside the politics, the semantics, the coverage, the structure of it. Just speaking to the competition, I think this proved that the concept in some form or fashion is a viable product. I think they got what they intended out of this, which was a little bit of drama. They had a favorite eliminated in a heat. You had to be able to race your way all the way through to the final. We had Ryland fall off the right. last obstacle, not get like there was chaos and the three lap format as dumb as we all think this whole one K one K three K is it built to a crescendo. Mm -hmm. You had no runaway victors. You had people together on rigs at the end. And it came down to the final obstacle of the pistol, which is exactly what they wanted. It right. decided by electronic cosplay warfare and they got what they wanted and it worked. Right. So even though no one could tell what was happening on the pistol, they still got exactly what the product could be in their mind. And I think it proved that there was a place to build from this. It was a viable product, and it made for a very entertaining race. I think your your part about a favorite being eliminated. Everyone watches March Madness, and it's like, oh, did you see that? You know, the number two team just went down. Like, it sucks when it happens. Mm -hmm. Mistakes happen, especially like I I feel bad for Ryland. Like, who? It's it's the whole what if? What would have happened if he was in the finals? He, he had. I think the fastest or the second fastest qualifying time in round one, and he's won a 3K before, and yep. he's just on a roll right now. So it, it sucks that that happened. But at the same time, drama is what we're looking for. And, you know, it, that's it OCR. Happened. Yeah, it that's OCR. Yeah, we've seen it happen with many athletes before where they're a favorite to do well. And, you know, it, it just happened this time. And I, I thought it was very captivating. You had a small footprint as well. So you got to see people yep. string out, but they were still pretty close to each other because you're in that 1K course three straight times. And I, I don't know, I I thought it was very captivating watching it. Yeah, and it's middle distance racing. Mm. There's no room for mistakes. And if you do make a mistake, it has to be caught and remedied in the moment with a split second decision like VJ ran into on right. the carry. 
do I drop and reposition or do I suffer through and just decide, all right, now I have to just somehow finish while saving energy so I can blast out of it. It was middle distance racing, one match to burn one decision point, And that's about it. And that's the downside of that is that one mistake and you're out. Right. And I think that that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. I think that that's probably, I think that that, that makes for good racing is seeing those mistakes happen. <clears throat> Cause yeah, when we talk about track and field 5k up to 10k, you're not allowed, you can't make mistakes, right? Nope. Like, and you and you have to like live with whatever you've decided and usually it doesn't work out that well. And in this, yeah, like the pistol was definitely a deciding factor. I mean, VJ ended up winning by 15 seconds. Didn't look it. <laughs> no. And he got to the pistol. What do you think? Three seconds ahead of him? Yeah. 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 Three one seconds. Two. Maybe. Yeah. One to three seconds and was able to kind of put that time on. And that is part of this race now. Right. And that's an advantage that he, that he had. And he was able to weaponize the weapon on course. <laughs> what a term. Yeah. But also being able to sell out and being able to use what he ha- had the ability to do. Cause Watching him on that sandbag in the moment, I was like, man, that doesn't look right. It looks like it's slipping off. It oh, just yeah. isn't, isn't where it should be, where he had really solid carries before. And VJ, we know, has been working on his, his strength, so it wasn't really an issue. He took the lead initially at the carry when he he passed Eugenio just by because he was able just to pick, pick it up, up. sooner. He yeah. just picked it up faster and just moved with it. And and we were talking about tactics, and you can't make a mistake like do you think some athletes made some serious tactical mistakes? Because Eugenio, who you just mentioned, why did he sell he out on doing? that second sample? Like, he just gassed himself. He got off he, of it and couldn't he kicked move. home with seven minutes to go. I I don't understand that. Like, I know you want to be close, but he was he was gapping people on the runs. He could have slowly but surely, you know, over the rest of it, and made sure he doesn't fail that obstacle. Like, he he probably should have been on the podium realistically with how he was running that day. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm not looking to pass the buck. Athletes are responsible for their performances. But I think what we saw is a few athletes who got one opportunity to run a 3K prior and they ran against people they were able to drop. And in that one opportunity, they probably smashed their sandbag. We saw a bunch of the Euros smash their sandbag, their carries. Esther hammered her carries. They made it a point of emphasis. But how many times had they had to do that, not break someone and come back from it? They didn't yet. They just, this is their first time feeling that it's really tough to have a world championship based on what did they get? One, three K. No, they had two so, in Mexico. Well, okay. you're mentioning Europe. True. Eugenio, I, I guess I'm combining Europe and Mexico together yeah. with this, but it was just, uh, I think you're seeing rookie mistakes on some of these things and world championship. I don't, I don't fault him for going for it. However, if I'm running that much better than everyone else, I don't think I'm cooking a carry. But is he running that much better than any, everyone else? Or is he just running way too hard too early? <laughs> I don't know, right? Like, I, does he have it, 10 minutes? It's of like high rocks. There? It's like high rocks on the sleds. It's like, I'm going to get there so fast. It's like, congratulations. Well, I'm going to hammer the sleds. Like, it's like, yeah. wow, if they could have, if they could hung on for the rest of the race, you see yeah. their sleds. It's like, yeah, yeah, but like. They are that type of runner though. Like they, I've run in the sand. We've all run in some type of terrain where you realize what the leader is doing right now. I couldn't do if this me. was one lap. I couldn't match it if I wanted to. And they have the option to do it. Some you know, great runners have the option to go out way too hard and not even feel it, as do really poor new runners. And I don't yeah. think he's a really poor new runner. He's just that good. And then you, you see what happens when you tip in the sand, in the heat, at middle distance. It's actually amazing saying, he hung on for seventh. I, I figured yeah. he would be go back backwards even crater. crater. If if you look, it took 
Gregory Basilico and some of the other athletes, and you could see it at the end of the women's race. I'm assuming it was the same uh, penalty loop in the beast as it was during the 3K. And it took some of the the women like a minute 50. So I'm guessing the men were like minute 20, minute 30 or so. So for him to get seventh, you take a minute 20 off his time, like who knows what it could have been. And obviously he was right next to in second place during at the end of lap two, but it's a lot of what ifs. I just would have, if he was going to make a decisive move on that, do it on lap three, three, but he was pushing from the very beginning of the entire race. Like he was not. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make my move here. He's just like, oh, I feel like I can go faster, so I'm going to. Do you fault him, though? Like, look at a Gregory Basilico or an Esther. Like, if you've got the running legs, why not go for it early on, on the run portions of it? I I just, middle of the race didn't seem logical at that point. Championship racing, I don't, I can't think of a single example in a championship where someone wins it in the first 10 minutes or first five minutes. All right. It's just, like, like Rich said, Save it for lap two, or maybe Jack, you said it, or lap yeah. three, but the very best runner gets to start earlier than everyone else, but you don't start first. Yeah. Let, let's think of like past world championships. Who was always leading in the, for the women? It was either like Miriam or Faye Stenning at Tahoe, and then they never ended up winning a world champion. They, they did well, obviously, no disrespect mm-hmm. to them, but same with the men. You'd see Woods, Killian, uh, or Angel, like they'd, they'd just be right up at the front. And then just come back to reality a little bit. That still finish right around third through fifth or so, which is fantastic at a world championship. But it's like it usually doesn't pay off when you make your move very early. There's like this line of gutsy and stupid that are mm-hmm. like connected, right? Like, and on either side, it's like if you're running with guts, you put yourself out there, you hurt earlier, and you keep rolling through. And then there's stupid where you just go harder than you should go and it comes back and you fall all the way down and like the only determining factor is the result exactly (laughs) that's a great point so like i you know you want to be like oh wow the person ran with guts they went after it but at the same time it's like yeah but he could have got fourth he could have got third you know like like would you rather be gutsy in seventh or or would you rather be like stupid in seventh or gutsy in third i don't know because you can still be if you're gutsy you can be gutsy later you don't have to be gutsy from the beginning right. of the race. I, if there's a place to do it, it's a world championship. If there's ever a place to try to just like catch a heater. Yeah. If this sticks, it sticks. If I get to everybody, that's awesome. Yeah. But, but is, is this the place to do it when there are only three prizes and third place is $10,000 and fourth is zero. That's what like, the prizes were. It was like 20, 15 and 10. Wow. I, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, like a, that's I'm like no when the Yama number to even pretend that I could, you know, do that fourth, in a race. So fourth is the same as DNF at this race. No one's going to remember fourth place. Leon, you don't take I anything will. home Leon for will. it. Now, I shouldn't say no one's going to remember it. I, I still am voting Leon as like performer of the decade for what he's done this year, Great year. compared to everyone else. And his fourth means more than had someone gone for first and faded. And, uh, my point is if you go for the win. Whether you fade to fourth or last, it doesn't matter. You were there for one reason. So I, I respect the sentiment, but there are better ways to do it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, Ryan Atkins was in this race, and v- VJ was very assertive from the front. Like It wasn't that he wanted to dictate the pace, but he wanted to be around it the whole time. And mm-hmm. just, VJ in his classic fashion in OCR where 
he can go over these walls and go under things and go through obstacles really without breaking stride and without necessarily having to to move himself forward. He just kind of finds himself there because he just determines that's where he wants to be. So we saw that. Ryan Atkins was also up front early, and it just seems like pistol, pistol issues. Like, do you think he lost a minute? Like, did he lose 20 seconds each pistol? No, because VJ didn't get out in zero. <laughs> that's true. But that's true. VJ got I think out in like 30 three. to 40 is very legit. 30 yeah. to 40 could be. And then he ended up that's being the whole race. Th- it, yeah, right. And like, that's that is the race. It can't be like, oh, if it wasn't for the pistol. And but, it's not like a marathon <laughs> where if you can see the, win- the leaders at any point in the race up until the last like 600 you have a legitimate chance to win. In a middle distance race, if you are not within three seconds, Hmm. you're done. That three seconds might as well be three hours. Yeah, yeah. if you're not in the mix, you can't race the way they're racing. Right. And yeah, that pistol was everything for him. It took him out of contention. It really did. And he he went through that first big long rig as fast as VJ. He may even... No, he he went faster. Yeah, he he caught up. Got off at first. So his obstacles were there. He's being aggressive. He put himself where he needed to be, but that pistol is just like, I mean, but right. Like, I don't know. It's like not being good at barbed wire. It's like, well, there was barbed wire in this race. Even the difference is that barbed wire, you just, anyone can practice for barbed wire, no matter what your situation is. You actually need a pistol to practice for pistol. (laughs) VJ is just a sharpshooter, man. He can just do that stuff. He's fought in Dubai. Yeah. He can shoot. He's got one. He's hooked up. I don't know if he's hooked up with that, but he has practiced them. He can, he, but he did. He, he shot well in uh, Spartan games as well. Like he just like yeah. has yeah. a little bit of that, like aiming ability. I guess mm. it, it's we we don't even need to address it. I guess it has no business here, but since it's here, it rewarded those who could do it. Right, right. Which is yep, just part of the, the silliness of the race. I think at the end of the day. Like Atkins has done nine Spartan Race World Championships at this point. This is his eighth podium. He has, and we're talking, you know, the the main event of the weekend. Obviously, we have the beast to talk to as well. But his worst finish ever is fourth. Doesn't matter if it's a five thousand foot elevation gain Tahoe at altitude or a three k in the desert. Like the guy just shows up. It's insane. that's pretty amazing. That's actually amazing. I wish to amend my statement. Ryan Atkins might have the craziest motor in all of OCR. <laughs> Recent when, when are you going to change next week? Yeah. I'm probably the most recent one I see race. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But Atkins just reasserted that his is an any terrain, any distance motor. Uh, Ryland's is an any modality motor. Atkins is any distance, any terrain. He is just going to be up fighting for the win every championship ever held. It doesn't, it defies logic. Why is he always the one? The fast runner shows up. Who's dogging him? <laughs> Atkins. The fast climbers show up. Who's dogging them? Atkins. It's freezing. It's burning. It's hard ground. It's, it doesn't matter. He's the one who's always in the mix. And and like the leader who he's contending with is always changing. We saw in the beast, it was Gregory Basilico this year. We saw VJ yeah. in the 3K. We've seen... Kobe, Cody, Albin, Killian, what it does the the faces change is always up there. It's remarkable. He maybe hasn't been the best out of any given subset of time. Like 
from 2011 to 13 or 13 to 15 or 15 to 17. I don't know if he'd ever win the unanimous best in any two-year gap, but he has beat the best in any one of those years. And he has taken the best all the way to the brink of death every time. He has been the constant in the sport now for nearly a decade. Even if he's not clearly the best, he's the only one that consistently is the person up there with the best. It's, it, I, I can't fathom how good he actually has become. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we need to discuss where he ranks later in this episode. Yeah, we have that coming up. Teaser, Jack, give us a little bit of a background on Pavel Hardinia because the commentators at Spartan Race had no clue who he was. Uh, zero it, that idea. Was disa- that was disappointing. Um, and this gentleman in second place were- <laughs> in our world championship race, we'd have no idea. How did he get This here? coverage was a lot of things. Uh... OCR astute was not one of them. <laughs> they, you could just tell there was like they put zero resources into it, right? They gave them nothing. They were kind of like, all right, here's your microphones. And Steve doesn't uh, want to be in the booth. Steve's just, dynamic out on course. Right. He doesn't want to be in the booth. But it's it not like, his jam. There was no help. They had no he help. Hates they public weren't speaking. They weren't giving them like tickers. They weren't telling them who was where there was no graphics like the producers no tried and they Power were chided for times. talking in the commentator's ear we will hear nothing else bugger off or whatever they say <laughs> button off, off. Yeah. button off but, producers in my ear like, that, why do you think they gave you an earpiece guy <laughs> <laughs> well that was right after they had that mix up with uh like the power outage and like they he did it three times on the 21k as well oh he did three times yeah so yeah, I just that's what producers do. They talk maybe. in your ear the whole time, and that's what on-screen talent has to do is hear while speaking. Like that that wasn't them being out of pocket. That's what every announcer ever has had to deal with. I love that. So maybe they so did strange. have some support, but just didn't it, did not accept the support. Uh yeah. Jack, back to Pavel. Back to Pavel. I drafted him, you know, and that's all I really know. Yep. So last, or I guess in October in the 3K in Madrid, I believe, and I was told by a couple people this, but I didn't actually see the footage of it. Round one, they had a double sandbag carry. And then rounds two and three, they took it away. and just did a single sandbag carry. That's absurd. And I looked looked at the splits. And guess who had like the fastest prelim round? Pavel. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this guy can do some work. He's a bigger athlete also. Like he was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so I was like, he's he's gonna do some work. And so I, I put him in the top five for the contest, but the normal, the regular consistent Retro- ones is like okay. retroactively, because this is no. another one where you had your fingers in uh... I, I text Matt, Matt, every single time you can ask him just just to make sure I'm I'm neutral on this. Um, but anyway, pa- Pavel, he ended up getting third behind Heineck and Jeremy Gachet. Jeremy Gachet podiumed last year in uh, Abu Dhabi, he didn't return, and Heineck also apparently didn't race this year. Um, but previously, we Heineck or uh, Pavel Hordina was on the podium at Trifecta World Championship. I thought they won the super last year there. He's a 31 low 10k guy, so he's got some wheels, um, for, for a bigger guy, and he's just consistently been like that next pack. I think he got top 10 a couple years ago in a row. A European championship. So he's just been that guy who's just right on the cusp of breaking through. And this is just a really good format for him. Yeah. And he was there the basically the entire time, asserted himself and was pretty consistent all the way through. Smart racer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just obstacle proficient. I mean, VJ's the best in the world. 
So when it came down to uh, a couple obstacles right at the end, there he was at a bit of a disadvantage. And VJ was just winning that thing, man. He wasn't going to not win. Yeah. Well, and if you set any athlete up, you're going to go A-frame, what, what was it? Slip wall, A-frame. A-frame, A-frame first, then slip wall, and then, then rig. The rig, pistol. And you have to wall. start at the same time as VJ. If you're you not get winning. to the pistol within two seconds of him, you're a world class through that gauntlet. Like at the end of a race, there are how many people can you think of that would be able to match VJ through there? They could also stay with VJ through the end. Probably Atkins. Yeah. And that's it. A handful. Yeah. There might be some people that could maybe hang, but they wouldn't be with VJ at the end of a race. I mean, that that right there, losing to VJ at the end by that little showed how good he was at obstacles that under duress, he could fly through within two seconds of VJ through three obstacles. And he was also gripping the ropes properly. Not yeah. above the the connection. Properly is well, allowed. Which, they said that's allowed. I know. You I know. Get off is on the rules. We, we had to talk about that at some point. Like that drove me crazy. Why? Uh, however, it does it every time. That's a bad tactic. Like for a while, even in Palmerton, I was gonna do it anyway. I was gonna do it the right way to like feel what my grip was like. Exactly but had I made it to the final, I was fully intended to cheat my way through the whole thing because <laughs> it's not cheating. If it's the rule you are actually intentionally losing time by not doing it. Like, that's just a bad tactic with the race on the line. If it's between that or failure. <clears throat> or giving up time. They talked about how it was going to be slower. It's not. Going up top's not slower? No, not not in that setup. I don't they believe They said it that was. it was going to be raised a little bit more. It, to I me, it, it looked lower slower. than Palmerton. I don't think you yeah. could get through it that fluid. Like, a, 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 an athlete like VJ who does have a long reach, might be able to swing through it. But usually what it allows like you to arm. is grab and reach to the next rather than have to tap, tap. Oh, man. Stay in an L. Down two or three. Three. You guys three. continue on. I got to attend to my flock. Yeah, this is this is important. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my solution for that is if you're going to allow grip on the top, but you want to discourage people to do it, get rid of the hanging, uh, like the, the you know, the, how they have like a tether or a rope that's like a foot long. Just get rid of that. Just Make literally. Rope. Dangle yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm saying have like an, an inch connection, like metal to metal with a really small carabiner between the two of them or something. Mm. And then you can't grip. Your hand is literally too big to fit in between there. And then you force them to do it. They could do like Savage with the long ropes where you could actually Just use hang the rope all the way over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have yeah. no problem with it. It's allowed. <laughs> Who cares? Get Just hang chains the at that point. Do some yeah. chains. Go like yeah. I don't, it doesn't even matter. Two chains. Yeah. Two chains. So <laughs> what else do we have to say he, about VJ? I, I do want to say on Pavel, just give him his flower. Like that was impressive. A world-class performance. It wasn't mm -hmm. just like a one-off. You can't fake it for five laps of that. Mm -hmm. He was the man there. He was very clearly, I shouldn't say very clearly the second best because Eugenio might have been but he was very clearly top three in the entire world on that weekend there and it wasn't even that close other than atkins yeah. pistol kind of like really un, 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 un he's an unknown because the people presenting the information of the race didn't even know who he was so i don't think it's far to say that he was unknown here but he certainly was within this field of 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 stars and for him to just step up be like hey this is a good format for me I'm not afraid of 
a Ryan Atkins, a VJ Jones, a, a Sergey Perelligan, you know, Manuel Defoe, like yeah. really good names all the way down. He's like, this is this is a format for me, so I'm going to try to win this race. At no point from January 1st through the start of the final, would someone have picked him to be the person if you said someone pushed VJ to the finish line? Who was it? Right. He wouldn't have been the pick Odds by be really anyone other than probably his friends and family. <laughs> right. Jack's over here trying to make up a, a reason why he would pick him, but no, he'd be no, lying. No, I, I, I would have put him in the top five because I did. Um, but what I was going to say is John Albin's been removed for a couple of years. Like Peter Ziska's been gone for a couple of years. Who, who are like, you have to think of three European men. Who do you think of in terms of like right now? Who, who are the faces of from a U.S. perspective? Who do you guys think of? Heinick Basilico. Heinick Basilico. Does it do from... Does that ever other Spanish dude race anymore? Albert Soleil. No, he, yeah. he was injured all year. I was um, thinking you guys would pick Gregory, Richard, and uh, Leon as like the the faces. Maybe Manuel because you saw him a lot. But like Pavel's, he, he's got to be in that discussion whenever anybody's talking about the now. best in Europe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and this is a, we don't know. Like this is again, like we see athletes and we know these names because of what they can do over the course of 15k to 21k mm -hmm. generally and the 3k is a whole different deal like so it doesn't always translate apples to apples i mean it seems to do translate to a certain extent but it's hard to know like what kind of output some of these athletes have so this yeah. is basically you, their introduction like it to that, a lot of them that it was new people on the world for the world championship besides atkins like yeah. it's a new distance i think it's good that you have new people we also didn't have a lot of the like what was the well, we're, we're talking, we're finishing up the men right now. Obviously, the women was, we'll no, get to I'm saying after. We, well, if we didn't have a Heineck, we didn't have Jeremy Gachet. But like, we had a loaded feet, like, regardless of what you guys say, like, Nikolai Dam got 16th mm -hmm. and he got third the next day. Like, it, there were, Ryland didn't make the finals. And I, I know that he didn't get eliminated head to head necessarily, but there were some really good athletes in this field. Yeah, well, and VJ's definitely. the standard. Yeah. If we all agree that he's the best short distance racer in the world, then it doesn't matter who else showed up because if we said they would have made a difference, it means they would have beat VJ because you couldn't get closer to VJ than Pavel was. Yeah. And so like, was, do we, are we saying Heineck was the favorite or that, that Gachet would have been the favorite? No, I don't think Probably so. Not. I think VJ was always going to be the number one dog, which means you couldn't get better. Kem or Kempson would have been scary. I think Kempson would have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But none of them would have been the favorite over him in a no. 3K race. So yeah, what I think is cool, like seven months ago, Rich and I had a conversation. I was like, you know what? I have nothing else that excites me, but this seems kind of made for my skill set. What if I just go all in on this? What if that's just my year? And we didn't get around to doing that. But the, there, that conversation was happening all over the world and True. none of us knew about it. True. You know, maybe Pavel had that conversation. You know, Leon had to have been thinking about it and we got to see it. They finally found a distance that was so different than the 21K that it it mattered. Like even that 10K distance, that 5, 6K is still close enough to 21 in engine demands that it's the same guys. But this 3K distance was finally different enough that you had all these people with secret desires to be great and they finally got to show it. Not all great half marathoners can run a fast 5K and vice versa. And that's basically the time domain that we've seen in the past so yeah. or marathon even when we had our uh 
our emergency show, I, I think we did when they announced this, um, <laughs> VJ popped on. I don't know where he was. Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, he was getting ready like, for uh, heading to uh, heading to work. Was he not was in he a sporting goal. goods store? I thought he was at Dick's or something. He was at Dick's Sporting Goods. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking at a different time. But All right, negative points, Jack. Negative then, uh, But he was like, yeah, this is basically like, he, he, he wasn't thrilled about the announcement necessarily. Like, I don't think anybody was, but he's like, well, this is kind of a series that is built for me here. And during the season, it was kind of up and down on where he really was going to spend his time, um, you know, seeing how the landscape is kind of shifting toward hybrid stuff. And he had definitely had some prowess there. And we saw him finish fifth at DECA Fit World Championships the, the week before and just kind of being at the top there and um, testing out some of these other type of goofy game stuff and doing fairly well. You know, it wasn't like his very specific focus coming into this, but when it came time to get ready, he was ready. And he just brought that he had that, he just had that confidence that he had in uh, OCR World Championships 3K the the year before and just like Stratton, yeah. That that killer mentality of like, I'm the best out here. Like, it's not going to be easy to beat me. And uh, it was really, it was really nice to to see him out there just like competing his ass off and taking that W, man. Not easy. And we've seen in the track world, if the race is short enough, supreme belief gets you all the way to the last lap. (laughs) It just gets you there. The people who are like, I know I'm the best here, so I'm going to wind up in the group when the kicking starts. And he had that. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just know I will get through to this. And so he was there. That really matters in middle distance racing. Just believing I'm there at the end, I'll find my way there. You find your way there. And he, he was probably salivating knowing that it was a rig plus a pistol at the end. He's like, if I'm close, yeah. I've got five seconds on everybody in these two alone, unless they execute as well as I do, which no one's proven to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just great. And, and having won championships in the past, it gives you that, it gives him a little bit of that edge of, you're going to have to go through me. And, and he kind of had that mindset going in and, and yeah, BK, like you mentioned, just that belief, I think it was more than anything yeah, was what got him this. Because I, they said, this is the fittest he's ever been for this type of thing. I don't believe that to be true. Well, I think he may be in the best second. all around fitness in his life, all around. But for this test, I think last year, him beats him here. I think probably the year before beats him here yeah. in terms of just snappy speed, op- time spent on obstacles. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. And pistols are like free throws. It's one thing to do it all season. At the very last second, knowing that you have to go perfect to win. He's that person. He there, there are moments for him. He just does his thing no matter what the moment is. And we saw other people fail their way off of podiums. He ensures that he just takes care of business at the highest of pressure. Where do you think this ranks for him in terms of his titles? That's a, That's an interesting discussion for later, right? Yeah. Like what? Well, what, on a personal level, like it, does this mean more than the OCR World Three K? I think. It, it, I mean, from, from it, talking to him for like, if he was able to beat John Albin in any of those because Albin wasn't there, I think that's like the one thing that he's like I, I just want a chance to do that just to pre- I was too young when he was dominant and now like we're both he's world class still VJ's obviously world class I think that that's the one thing he wish so I think this one probably meant a little bit more to him given who he beat uh and like 
what OCR World Championships would pay him, like 500 bucks. He made, I'm sure when he looks back, he's like, this was very helpful. Yeah. For like lifestyle and just like confidence of, of pursuing Peace that. Of mind. It all worth yeah. it. Yeah. Like putting in this work instead of like chasing like what OCR kind of has been, where it's like, maybe there'll be some money. You know, maybe yeah. you'll get it. But this is a, a really big chunk of cash. So he could I mean, win what every High Rocks major this year and still wouldn't make as much as this one win when you think about it. True. All that is true. And I'm still going to say that his first world championship OCR 3K probably was the most special to him. That's a guess. Probably but I'm going to take that side. But I think this was probably the most I'm mm-hmm. proud of mm-hmm. it one. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I'll ask him when he comes back. He's crazy. 25 years old and he has like this arc going up and down, right? Like where even in, in, in major sports, we don't really start bashing against people until they're like 27, 28. And he's like, finally got over the hump of world championship. Now he's like a seasoned veteran at these yeah. world championship events. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot, lot to go too. So it's not done, not done, but yeah, going international and last year didn't go well for him. Like he, he circled, it helped me last year. Parasite, so, <laughs> well, but also just like redemption, right? Like he knows he had a parasite, you know that, but like on paper, He's going to have like this, what he finish 11th? He, he had like 20 something straight wins in races that were under 70 minutes. And that was like a 50 minute race. So on paper, he should have crushed everybody. On paper, he should have won. And it's like redemption, same style of venue running on, on sand. It's just like another like thing you can yeah. check off. It's like, you can't beat me in all of these venues. Did you see what he wore? What did he wear? Endorphin Pro 3. He did? That's what's up, man. I don't, is that, I guess like, I guess the rocking forward could help, right? Like a rocker on sand could be helpful if it's hard packed enough. They, they, they talked about shoes on the broadcast, which is very Atkins difficult for me. Did you go crazy? Service area. Yeah. They were saying that carbon plate wouldn't help in the sand. And I think a firm non-flexible would be beneficial so that all your surface area pressures happening at the same rate so that you're just getting off rather than sinking in in portions i think the wider platform of the endorphin pro 3 would be helpful Mm. i don't think it's the most laterally stable of shoes i think you can slide off the side of it if you roll at all and i it's super porous up top so it wouldn't have been the shoe i would have chosen on paper but clearly he did some testing and he knew what he wanted to do and he did it yeah and i guess like a carbon plate might not be beneficial in terms of compression for the foam, which is a lot of reason why that stuff is in there, because you're not going to get that same type of energy return. So it probably would be less beneficial. But it uh, stops the compression though. The because it splits it in half, they can only go like this rather than this. Like it cuts the compression or rebound in half. So I think it'd be less. My understanding was that it would it's in the middle so that like it compresses both sides. Like if there was no plate, like it, you probably can generate enough force to get the full compression. I think you compress just fine, but it's just a sluggish rebound. Mm, too too much space. Yeah, it just it's marshy. Either way, I don't think you're dealing. You get you get nothing back from the sand, right? But just it's a better platform, I think. But it, it looked a little more solid. On look at this thing, look at how porous that upper is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just asking for sand to go through for sure. Was he wearing gaiters? Because it didn't look no. like it. No, he yeah. just had a a strip of tape around this yeah huh. <laughs> it is because he, he told me he when knew, he was he knew 
I saw him a couple of days before he took off and he was like, I don't think I'm wearing gators. And I'm like, you might want to bring them just in case you don't know like what they're going to do on the course this year. But I guess he stuck with it. Yeah. So shouts to our guy taking his first Spartan world championship. And again, it's like, a not like there's not a lot else for him at this point, you right. know, and we don't, we don't know where, where his words going, but he's done quite a bit in terms of uh yeah. championship performances. So at, like at this point of his career, the naysayers will say one thing's missing. Well, like a beast situation. True Spartan distance world championship. Beast distance. distance. When he was like 18 and he was doing those. I don't know. I mean, they're going to say that's the piece on his mantle that's missing. It doesn't even really exist anymore. Like, I don't know if like this world championship that happened in Abu Dhabi is going to be like, oh, wow. Like Cody Mode has one and, and this is on the same. Look who won though. Yeah, but. So, <laughs> so it doesn't justify the title. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, uh, well, interesting about that is at the beginning of the year, they said the world championship is the 3K and they'll hold a championship beast the same weekend. But they never really called it a world title until later in the year. So I'm not entirely sure what they were planning with that. I don't think it negates the race. They were monsters in there and it was awesome. But the 3K was from the beginning billed as the A side. And the like the payouts and everything. And like there was actually yeah. a series and there's a build up and like there was a when it's just like a one off like that, it's like, oh, and here's the world championship at this other distance, which have they done that before, Bracken? Back when? Killington twenty fourteen. They had the short course for you. Yeah, they didn't Hunter even call it that. a world championship though. They just said Hunter it's also short it course. Of his. Hey, he he that that's probably one of his only things I disagree with is that he claims a, a number of world titles that don't add up to me. Like the, but, like this would be on par with like a TMX to me, like TMX, like if like it was a one-off type of thing and like then just claiming it to be a world championship doesn't, if there's not, if there's not like a season around it, like how could it pop how, just cause you slap a title on it? Like even TMX, I, I, I agree with because it's the only thing happening in that weekend, but it was like, oh, this was a tag. That was like a two of the championship, show. but no, no, I agree it? with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying that even has more credence than day two. Also, there's a beast. Right. And along the way, we're going to start slipping the 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 word world in front of championship heat. How's it any different than uh, 2012 Killington Bracken? Were you it's not? That's were a you BS were title. on the podium. Yeah, where I was on like, the hey, I was on the podium, but I didn't ask for that title. Yeah. And I don't call myself a world championship podium or in the ultra beast. We do. I've never once said yeah. I have Before a world. I've never said I have a world podium in, at the ultra distance. Because Why I is don't. that one different? Is that just like, cause it was the first year they told people. Yeah. That was the first ultra beast ever. Right. And they told people like run another lap. We have more prize. Oh. From the beginning, <laughs> it was, they're both going to start at the same time for logistic issues. So that it is just two laps, but you must declare for one or the other or both. But there is no race day decisions. You have to pay in advance and register for both special timing chip, all that stuff. And when I came through, I did my finish line interview and they offered me the chance to keep going because no one at third place hadn't come through yet. So I decided oh, to fourth go. Fourth place had it because you were third, right? But I wasn't part of the ultra. So the first two third had, or no, just one, just first had gone through. I was second. So I started that lap in second in the ultra after standing there for 10 oh, minutes. Hobie didn't do it or something. Yeah, yeah. Not registering. I hadn't paid for like, I, I was, uh, I basically just, uh, banded that race, but with the race director's approval, that doesn't count. <laughs> I am not a world championship podium earner at the ultra level. 
So no, I, I would say it's no different than that. They're both just kind of like add-ons, but it doesn't change the fact that I emptied my soul on that course and erased great people, just like the beast athletes did. Right. Right. That's uh, no, yeah. don't, 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 don't anyone out there think that I think that about myself because I, I don't. We do. Yep. We get my lap splits you. were 259 and then like, what would that have been? 440? Weren't you nice. like a raccoon? You were like just trying to scavenge for a used uh, gels and stuff on the ground. You forage? Like, oh. Yeah. 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 Game style? I, was, I was licking people's wrappers trying to get calories. <laughs> I went out for a four hour and 40 minute lap with nothing. Uh, after right. emptying the tank for three hours like that's like, that's not being part of a world championship good cool You're like i'm a beast i can dunk a basketball watch I'm me do this other lap no that's problem. a spartan stunt and i understood that at the right. moment right that's and you know what they did they didn't pay me duh oh. how much did they say they were going to well it was it was uh five three or it was like ten five two or something for the world championship and then the beast was similar or same or something like that but instead of giving me two and two they paid me one and one. Oh my god so they paid me for so it but it. they split my <sighs> my 2000 into one and one i know i paid you yeah no. so anyway no checks in the mail not a world championship in the mail uh all right let's talk about the ladies we had lindsey webster taking that w on the women's side Alyssa petrova putting up a great fight and really being aggressive early on and throughout the middle she was super impressive second yeah that was a great race on her end esther horta bagiova finishing third ida matilda steens gord in fourth yanka popova not yanka petrova finishing fifth clara lakacho laka come on keep going Nah, I've, I've, I've exhausted. I'm exhausted. Lukanjakova. I'm too tired already. Uh, Sandy was in seventh, and Angelique uh, Chateau potentially yep. was in eighth. So that was rounds up, and they only had two, two heats, one round of one k. To the scene, yeah. Which I think is fine. <laughs> I think that is completely fair. We don't need to see what would it have been six people in or a third. It's not completely fair. They didn't. They weren't fine. as tired. Yeah, if they if they followed the rules, they would end up with like three people in the final, right? They could have done like Two a birds. you know fifteen top twelve make it, then top eight make it. You know, just some, something so they have to get a little bit more fatigued. It's 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 definitely not right to change the rules at a world championship event. <laughs> but uh, as we've seen, but hey, Spartan Spartan just just lets it go. I I think it was the right decision. Silly that they have. That the the way that it was set up in the first place, but uh, they only had one qualifying round in, which is worth noting. It's the wrong call. You don't like it? They changed a five k to a four k race. That's true. That's dumb. That that is really dumb. That entirely changes the dynamic of how people got to approach and race and what they brought into the final. Now, was it even across the board? Yes, but is it fair? No. Right, and maybe that's why we did see there be such an aggressive pack, and it probably was beneficial in race. terms of yeah, in terms <laughs> of the visuals for the race. We had four or five athletes just battling. It early. was a fantastic race. Where if opinion. if there was an extra one k, uh, maybe we don't see that type of yeah. of pack mentality early. You have an extra yeah. ninety seconds of having to do sandbag carry all out to qualify for the finals. You have right. to beat up your hands a little bit more on some of the grip stuff. Like you might have seen a little bit more of attrition. 
Although the top four women in there were just such on a different level, maybe not. So Lindsay, Lindsay took it down. She made a decisive move while running, which we <laughs> figured the two, I mean, Alyssa is obviously a great athlete, but Lindsay's probably going to have the running advantage over most athletes in this field over that distance. Like if this was a five flat 5k, she probably, I don't know. Wins. She's pretty fast. I'm not saying she's not. I just don't know what any of these women are capable of because unlike the men, we don't see the women's OCR field branch out and try wild races out of nowhere. Mm. Their wild races are they get wilder. Like she'll do sky running or right. things like that. Yeah. Or, but they don't branch onto the road and track very often. The the only time we ever really see them is in like an OCR stars thing, but they're not changing mm -hmm. their entire day so that they can do it's like, oh, okay, I'll fit this in the middle of the week. This isn't like a peaked 5K to know how fast they are. It's just kind of an estimate. So she did make that move on the third lap, I believe, where she was kind of it hanging was in. So impressive to watch. I, Let's I not forget. Early on, like Lindsay is always, I'm going to stick on your shoulder, make the move at the right time. She came out of the pistol in like fourth place, 10 seconds down on lap one. She was probably like, oh crap. Like yeah. I, I've got to change my strategy instead of just being on someone's shoulder and then really making a big move at the end. I think that that was a major unexpected turn of events. That first half of the ensuing lap was the most aggressive stride I've ever seen her use in my life, especially when compared to the women around her. She usually looks like she's just sitting there pitter-pattering along in comfort zone, and she looked like she was flying all out. You rarely see her desperate like that. Maybe at the end of OCR Worlds this year, we saw that in the 3K. But I've never seen her open up and attack that way. It was so cool to see that arrow come out of her quiver. When does she have to do that? Yeah, almost never. Not this, often. With this race type of distance, is something that it did stretch stretcher to have to do her winning yeah. it's like yeah Lindsay won how she won to me just amplified her legacy i i was very impressive or very impressed with elisa as well like her running was fantastic mm -hmm. very obstacle proficient just had she seemed calm when Lindsay was gaining on her and stuff and right next to her even into the third lap she she asserted her her position, tried to make a little bit of a move, but Lindsay was just so fast there. But I think she found herself in the lead sort of intentionally. I, th I think that she kind yeah, of went out so. pretty, pretty fast. She wasn't like, I'm just going to hope that one of them screws up. It's like, I'm going to be in the lead after lap one, and then I'm going to, you know, make them hurt. And I think that, you know, it mostly paid off. And second place after two straight third places at Spartan Worlds, mm -hmm. it's a heck of a resume. Now this That's how you press the issue in a short course race. Yeah. That's what I was going to say in terms of tactics compared to Eugenio, who we saw on the other end, like where it was kind of drastic. Like she seemed to put herself in a position that she knew she was capable of holding. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why she ran out of juice in that third lap, was just hoping that she could potentially gap the field. And that's probably why she didn't end up hanging on for second. But like I guess in re retroactive, like what are you supposed to do? Because like if you don't do that, like Lindsay's not probably not going to take the lead, and you just like sit on Esther potentially. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. And is it smart to try to outrun Esther? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, over the course of it, I mean. Yeah. Dynamic. And then it's like, do you want Ida near you because she's just going to go faster in the obstacles if you're right next to her at the end? It's a it's a tough position to be in. Like you just kind of have to go to the front at that point. So that's where like that line of gutsy and dumb. I put mm -hmm. her on the gutsier side. Yeah. Uh, even though like maybe she could have figured out a spot to not maybe press the issue from the start going against like the best OCR athlete we've ever seen. Um, 
but she put it out there. She's confident on the sand. She has. She figured she had that maybe had an advantage with the with the travel uh, energy wise. Like oh, definitely travel and, and not racing her over this distance. And she's like, maybe I can get away. Yeah. And half of getting away from people is mental. Like there's the physicality of I can't keep up with this person, and then there's the mental side, which is it's over. I've got a race tomorrow, and I think she was pro- now. Lindsay's an atypical athlete among atypical athletes. <laughs> Lindsay just doesn't have a whole lot of quit in her. So it was it was ironic to hear her talk the next day that she had a low patch and almost gave up for a while. But during that 3K, I think most athletes in Lindsay's situation would not have closed the gap with the desperation that Lindsay did. I think I think Elisa Petrova may have just broken people in that moment. I think she was probably only like. 20 meters of gap away from disconnecting from Lindsay. Just close. Lindsay so. just got it back. Like right. two, three more seconds on the pistol that she struggles and yeah. she gets around a corner a little bit or over. She a was the on hill. the ropes. It was so close. Yeah. And then it didn't saw pay off, but it did. At, at the end of the race, like the panting that Lindsay was doing, that, that was pain. That you could just see her diaphragm. Like that was that was some heavy breathing right there. She sold out. Eugenio never had people on the ropes. No, Lindsay was damn close to not winning that race. And then she showed who she is. And maybe if there's an op, like a one or two obstacles in that stretch where she was able to run her down, maybe mm-hmm. that changes it, right? Like there was some uninterrupted running that Lindsay really took advantage of to, to use her fitness to her advantage. If there's something broken up in there, whatever it is, like if dunk walls there, slip wall or something, carry like, something at, yeah. right? Exactly. Z wall. You know, maybe the outcome's different, but I think she played it really well. It seemed like Lindsay had that plan. It was like, this is a space that I can move on. And yeah. and what was her margin of victory over Lisa? Uh, 14 seconds. Okay, so it's basically the same as VJ versus Pavel. Which is completely great. different races, realistically. <laughs> really? yeah, same finishing time for the gap. Not even close to the same story. And just as importantly, she got rid of Esther. We saw Esther push Lindsay in the sprinting grease. So clearly Esther can get up and go. And if you have two Titans like that and you get rid of one of them and stay ahead, that's still almost best case scenario. Or she mm. did it in the super because Esther failed to spare or spear in the sprint. Well, the sprint, Lindsay, I'm Lindsay saying was Esther was pushing Lindsay for the vast majority of the Oh, race. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she okay. has that ability to burn. She doesn't look like she should, but she can move fast. And Lisa got rid of her. Okay, real real quick on Esther. I know we're gonna move on to her, but we were talking about her. She can just go. Uh, you know how we talked about her cadence, and she was like two thirty six, two forty or so in Greece. What do you think she was on the sand? Multiple times, just throughout the race, <laughs> on the sand. I, at one point, I looked and I thought, I bet she's still running two ten right there. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta be slower. It was like 212 to 220 every single time that I took a split. <laughs> and I looked, at Atkins, I looked at Atkins and the Beast, sometimes running. You remember that stretch like towards the end of the race when he's like he's 30 seconds behind Greg? He's like 150. I'm like, yeah. what? He's in the 10 nines as well. 150 <laughs> yeah. in those is like 180 in a normal shoe. I, 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 he's wearing the 10 nines? He wore the 10 nines. That's amazing. I guess it's a yeah. good, is that a good use case for him? I bet in the dunes it was. I bet on the road at the end, he was like, these things weigh eight pounds. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right, Jack. I thought of you during this one stretch. They showed her on camera. She had like a little slip or something and got back to work with aggression. I'm like, she's running so much faster than I would run on the road in terms of cadence right now. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, I, I had the thought that Lindsay had to be thinking of OCR WC 3K. With Nicole right at the end on a rig. 
Right. With the rig, with the, with the a frame, mm-hmm. uh, with like these things where sizable gap had it, but that wasn't going to happen to her this time through. And that doesn't happen often to Lindsay. So yep. like if that's the most reminder, recent, right. If that's yeah. the most recent right. race that she had run and that was her most recent experience, it's like, Oh crap, don't let this happen again. But w- want to flip it to this, uh, 21 kid. I want to spend a ton of well, time on this. What, what about, uh, Ida? we didn't really shout her out four seconds off the podium. And I know that she kind of got out of it for a little bit and then clawed her way back. But that that's a tough position to be in fourth mm-hmm. place right there, but she went with them. Like I was impressed. Yeah. I was happy. She did go with them. That's where she needs. She needs to be there. Yeah. She was in that tough spot of she on paper could be the best person there, but one of them lives and trains on this and has raced on it tenfold compared to anyone else on this terrain. And the other two are the two best in the world right now at almost mm-hmm. every distance. Right. And she did really, really well, but she got disconnected and was like Just the classic mid distance thing. Again, like I got disconnected, I kicked big and I came up a little short. It's a great result. She's just going to be kicking herself all year that, man, if I had been a little more connected and we, I don't know what caused the disconnection. If it was, I thought she dropped her sandbag or something and was having there was a little bit of a gap. It, it looked like at that point, I know Lisa get, trouble broke with away. the sandbag, getting it up at one point, but yeah, whatever caused it, that's going to probably eat at her because she had a great race. I kind of look at it like the David Drudy shit. We're talking about 800s and mid distance so much. Like it was that 800 when every single person set a PR and like the fastest time for that finishing place ever. It's like Nick Simmons is the 142 guy at the end of the day, but he still finished like fifth at the Olympics. So he's probably mm-hmm. not happy about that. But his performance, if you isolate it, is like you ran a heck of a race. And I, I feel the same way about Ida. Yeah. Yeah, I agree just, with that. So just, uh, Another one for Lindsay, just solidifying herself even further. This is her gazillionth world title. Um, so congrats. And just doing it at a different distance, I guess. If Spartan world's title. Wow, that's wild. That's kind of one in a thick. super, three in a beast, one in a 3K. So it's just on all the standard distances, basically. It's like a long time if we ever see, if we ever see anything like this again, it's going to be. I don't sport. think we can. I don't think the sport's going to last as long. <sighs> Are we on to 21K? 21. Let's do it. 21. Uh, men or women? Let's just keep going with the women. We didn't talk about Esther a whole lot here, and she was the star of the show, in my opinion. Esther takes the win over Lindsay Webster, and then Sandy finished in third. 20-something minutes back. It was definitely a, a, a two-athlete race, realistically. Oh, yeah, she was 23, 23 <laughs> minutes back. The gaps but, in this race, men and women, were embarrassing. But the performances we saw it, were not. But we saw the same exactly. Even like John Albin was 10 minutes behind Atkins and um, Sergey when they won. Like there were, there have been gaps. I think the sand and the heat yeah. makes it makes a big difference. So right. you crack in the desert, yeah. time yeah. goes out the window. Yeah. And and we saw many people go out way too fast. Like, uh, what was her name? Eileen Sobel. Like probably shouldn't be running with. Esther and Lindsay 20 minutes into the race. And I think she finished like an hour behind them at the end. We saw it with the men, yeah. you saw Matias Grotz and then uh, a couple others. Um, that is Ismael Rosali went out way too fast. Warney barely even made crack the top 10 at the end. And it's like the, the desert does weird stuff once you get into the dunes. Yeah. In reverse order, I think Sandy Menchie gets my outstanding performance of the weekend award. She outkicked her coverage every time, or at least according to the Western standards of what she would probably be able to accomplish there. Best ever finished by an athlete from Asia. 
Yeah, wow. she was the best nice. of the rest in all the races. If we count this as a world championship. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't. Well, I think eighth or seventh in the 3K that was versus Indy finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't she, think she made the she, final. Or did she? Cindy did. Cindy did. Because I thought Angelique was eighth and she was like right before. Yeah, and then seven. you had Yanka and someone else before. So I'm yeah. very impressed with her. But Esther right. is just so doggedly <laughs> tough. And she has strength that does not visually manifest. It's like Hobie Call. You don't expect Unreal. That. And and we heard Lindsay say that it during the, the post-race interview in Greece. And I mentioned that when they, they gave me a call during the broadcast. I'm like, remember when Lindsay said this? Like a couple of weeks ago, she's like, holy crap. I had no idea Esther is so strong on these heavy carries. She just doesn't put it down and it just doesn't affect her after. And with arguably the worst carry we've seen in a decade in, in terms of brutality. And she gets off and then puts a minute and a half gap on Lindsay over the next like 10 K or so. How, long, how long was that carry? 11 and a half minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Not, and this isn't like flat ground. This is like you're shuttling sandbags up a sand dune. Cause it's going, it's falling down. Cause the sand just does that. Oh like my God. nasty. So for the listeners who didn't see it, they arrived at Lindsay and Esther side by side. They get to this double sandbag. Men had already gone there. The volunteer directed them to grab the wrong bags, and they both picked up the men's bags. Classic for a double double sandbag. And this is this is one where it, you could see Atkins and Rylan and Gregory. It was taking them like five six minutes. So you knew this was going to be bad. Never mind adding in the forty extra pounds that these two women had to carry with smaller frames. It was disgusting. <laughs> Two things. First of all, Gregory, there's a picture of Atkins running up or hiking up the sand dune. Gregory's behind him with his on the ground. So Gregory was having to resort to that tactic. And now you have a bunch of 100 to 120 pound women doing it with the (laughs) same weight. Second of all, we rewinded, Lisa and I, and looked at it. We could not see where they should have picked up. It was just one giant mass yeah. of sandbags. There was no color differentiation that we could see, no size difference. It was just like a cluster of sandbags. I I don't know what they were expecting to have happen there. There was a video clip of Esther's bag ripping a huge hole in it. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not buying that she was, you know, pouring it out. She wasn't. In fact, to her credit... And, and again, Lisa and I were talking about this, watching it for the rest. It, it happened up the first climb. Every video footage we had after that, she had it vertical and was intentionally not letting more come out of it. Yeah. I said to Lisa, I was in that situation once and I let that baby just flop and let Sam <laughs> like, come out the back. Sucks for them. She's yeah. sitting out there in 90 degree weather going up a sand dune like, I must keep this vertical for the integrity of the sport. <laughs> and I gained a lot of respect for her. She could have come back with that thing empty and she came back three quarter full. Esther had one on her on her neck, not even her shoulders, on her neck, uh, and then the other bucket carry old style in front of her, and her hands were interlocked underneath it, hanging on. And then you saw like she took a step and a little like the opening, which had already poured open that Bracken was alluding to. She grabbed that thing within like a second and flipped it back up. She wasn't looking at the camera, being like, "Oh crap, they're on me!" Like this was a, I'm gonna do this for integrity at that point. And yeah. what can you do at that point? Like your, her reaction time was fantastic right there. She has 50 pounds or so on her, on her neck and she's carrying it in front of her and she just quickly releases one arm to, 
to cover the top again and then keeps on going. I, I thought she had good integrity there. So she anybody who's calling integrity. her out, I'm not buying it. It's not her fault. No. It's like the sport is like, this is just something that happens in this sport that is just kind of silly. And just it, it, we've seen this happen in other races before too. And it's not the fault of the athlete. Nope. Like, what are you supposed to do? It happened it's with like the bucket carry on the men's side. Oh, did it? It's pouring yeah. out of uh, who? Some someone had a bucket carry, and you could just see it like leaking through the lid, right down his back. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't intentional. Yeah, she did everything him. she could do to keep it from spilling. This, that, I hope she gets zero blowback because this was not her fault. Well, there, there were a couple people on social media trying to call her out, and I came to her defense on that. And same as Tomas Blanc and like a few others, they were like, it, "No, she's not cheating. Watch this. Stop trying to create something out of nothing." Could have affected the outcome of the race, though. Uh, I agree. Yeah, this this is on. It could have. It's just unfortunate yeah. visually, that it's a, it was nine seconds different. And if those were forty pound bags, visually she couldn't have lost more than five pounds out of there. Now five pounds is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's still like fifteen pounds more than she should have had. Right. It's not fair to Lindsay. But once again, we've established Spartan's not ever going to be fair. So it sucks for Lindsay and it sucks for Esther and Esther did nothing wrong. Right. It, and also you have to go back to the fact that Lindsay specifically called out how good of a heavy carrier she was. So if you have even weights, you can't necessarily say that Esther wouldn't have done the same exact thing. And they, she would have been affected a little less than Lindsay was if, if they had the lighter ones as well. Now, obviously, it's a lot of, you know, 2020 hindsight right there, but they both had the same conditions at the end of the day and she edged her. I would have dumped that out, let it fall. And then I would have refilled it 20 meters from being in sight again and come back with it full and totally been within the bounds of like acceptable yep. competition. You would have had a, a convenient trip. Just, they can't quantify it right there. You're like, yep. oh, let me just shuttle this back in. Just empty the other one too while you're at it. You can BK. What is this and that? Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Um, but, now, but what about, what about the rest of the race? I actually didn't watch it. What? I was not interested. Okay. <laughs> Bracken, did you watch it? Yeah. Jesus, Rich. Okay. It's so, just like a random it's a beast. This isn't, this to me, was not a world championship. It's still like, a really good race. It, it wasn't. We, we made the comment like, this doesn't decide anything. Yes, the best people were there and the best people arguably won. Maybe Lindsay is not the recipient of that argument, but... It still didn't decide. This wasn't a test of the best Spartan racer, but it was still an opportunity to watch the best people on earth, minus a few, throw down against each other. And for that, I'll always watch it. You never get to see the top Europeans against the top Americans besides, or North Americans, because Lindsay's Canada, um, unless it's at Trifecta Worlds or regular Spartan Worlds. That, I, that's I the would, only right. time you get to see it. And we so, did see it at Trifecta, so it's like, what is this? This yeah. is like an exhibition race. I don't know. I was I, so pumped that the video was clear and never cutting out. It just went the whole time. The video was clear. It was good. The production value, pretty poor. The uh, had a good camera. 50% of the commentary booth, extremely bad. But the video itself, you could watch this thing on mute and be highly entertained. I think if they combine that signal strength, with bringing the OCR report over to do graphics and commentary and the professional aspect, you would have had such a fantastic product. Mm. I, I think the rest of the race you had, Rich, since you didn't watch, basically Esther formed a minute and a half gap over the next 10K or so. Lindsay, as Bracken alluded to, mentioned, she was like, I, I basically was just 
defeated at that point, which is understandable. She just had an 11 and a half she minute won the day before. men's double carry, like disgusting. And she won yesterday's race was, you know, beat up from that. And she closed the gap to within like five seconds heading mm-hmm. into the final, uh, the gauntlet. Like, I think they had a single sandbag carry at the end, Atlas Stone, and then they went into do A-frame and the, the standard four obstacles at the end. And they're both on the A-frame cargo net at the same time. Slip wall, like right as Esther was getting off, Lindsay started climbing. They're both on the rig, maybe three rings behind. That's where Lindsay was. And Esther goes, she goes, goes up to the spear throw and she, she picks a lane and it doesn't have a spear. And she goes to the one to the left of it. Lindsay runs up to it. It doesn't have a spear available, the same exact one. She has to go to the right and there's like four seconds and Lindsay kind of trotted in. So that nine seconds was really like a three or a four second gap. So not having a spear present at the end when when like 10 people have finished the course at that point, it's not good. You have one job at that station. That that was disappointing. It's all not good. It's, it's, It's all not good. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Duh. Why would there be a spear? But there's it was no spear. Tar- there should be a spear there, no spear target. And then you're like, <laughs> I nailed it. They throw it. Well, Nothing yeah. but net. Three yeah. targets, but only one of them's the right one. You better choose right. Yeah. yeah the other ones are like the Atkins ones that he had in Mexico that like break up open yeah. and won't stick in. Or hologram, yeah. hologram targets. Hologram's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> That'd be go. sick, bro. Yeah. Laser spear. Basically but, same as the basically same as the pistol. Yeah. But, but bottom pistols. line, Esther did kind of what Lindsay did where she got to the the gauntlet at the end and just didn't look behind her she's like i'm just gonna close just how she did in the 3k and i think that esther after getting three third the day before she might have had a little bit of a some doubt creeping in it's like oh elisa beat me Lindsay already beat me in here she might have probably been a little bit nervous there but she held on and i thought it was a fantastic finish i have an idea do it so should there then should there next year be like a Sunday Spartan race? This is basically what this is, but like, you know how the athletes who stick around and get those podiums on Sunday, mm-hmm. should we they have you. a world championship? Like the Nick Rikers. Uh, no, they're way, <laughs> way bigger offenders than Nick Riker. I'm not worried about that. I want a hurricane heat world champion. <laughs> now we're talking, but I'm yeah, like the sandbagger world title. Thousand flutter kicks in the shallows for time. Yep. Add it to the goofy games. We'll yeah, not yeah. be doing that. The, the athletes who are not as good as the best athletes, but have a bunch of podiums and stuff to I want to know who the best of those guys are. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. You can only be invited if you have double digit Sunday podiums on the year. Yep. On the year. You have to like yep. and like only on, on Instagram only post about the Sunday one. Don't even talk about the Saturday race that happened. And then like People like, damn, this guy's like fucking good. Are you giving out additional awards or only top three for those people? We can we can promise them. I think he's setting up a world title for himself because I've been watching a lot of old races. I'm going back through all the live broadcasts, you know, chilling on the treadmill right now Mm. and on the spin bike, adding that back in the game. Let's go. And you know who can get out and run some terrain for a while is Rich Ryan. For a little while. Damn, real little yeah. while. Alabama, Jacksonville, out there. Out there. Seattle, out there. This guy, West Virginia. This guy yeah. is up there charging through Going legit terrain. He is High so rocks. stable. His hips, his shoulders in line. Bop, 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 bop. I good. think he's coming for a Sunday title. 
I watched I, this, Rich, Rich and I'm like, there. you haven't given this enough time. You the can sun- be a force in OCR. Rich already has a Sunday title for uh, DECA, so. Or I guess Sunday podium. I took no, that I think in Seattle World. Beast this year, that North American Championship, I think you should actually put in one of your quality run sessions on terrain, on some terrain. all year. I think you could legitimately be a player. Ken's going to be there. Ken's been talking about it. He's like, Seattle's I'm going to be shit. there. You're going to go? Yeah, why let's not? All, let's all go. Let's make should I go? I'm going to do the first and the last, Jacksonville and Seattle. Jack why not in? all? Oh, I guess that's not the series. Why not so, all three? Because I'm not going to go to you don't want in Utah. <laughs> the, uh, do that and come there. to U- or come to Colorado for a few days after. I did. to Colorado. I did that's win a Sunday answer. Super after West Virginia one time. So that's that's the West Virginia championship. I'm not championship. joking here. Even if I look like I have a shit-eating grin on my face, I seriously think that you should go after the Seattle Beast this year. Ooh. Nick Mass is going to be there though. No, there's no even there's no use of trying. We'll all run for second. Kent and Mass can go do their thing. Kent's not beating Nick Mask. I'm telling you right now. No, Nick, Kent Nick is shows up to Seattle and instantly it's he's heating up. Like that's, he gets that, on the and he just boom. That's what he thinks. He's like, oh, that's my jam. Like, I'm gonna be good there just because there it's there in West Virginia. Uh, it's like hoodie mellow. You just don't want Kent in Seattle or West Virginia. That's true. He's gonna have that Nathan Peak vest on. He was probably gonna have a man bun back. His his mud gear compression oh shirt slapped across the front. At and least that'd be bow-legged chugging through at, at 540 pace all day. On uh, some some marshiness. And that's yeah. like a short one, right? What's what was Mask's time on that? Like one hour. And it was half, like 123. Right? And, oh, the, and it was a, a genuine half marathon. Was it the same location? Snow is it yeah, is it at is it gonna be there? Snow or meadow Mish? meadow something. I, I don't know. It was the equestrian one. Yeah. Yeah, and what okay. time? What time of year? It's nice time of year, right? May September fourteenth, two weeks after my and birthday. Rich will be one nineteen. Count me in. All right, and then on the men's side, Atkins won that race. Basilico taking second, very close on that. You didn't watch that one either. No, Gregory's oh. the best runner in OCR. Yeah, he'd be running Atkins. a one seventeen in Seattle. His form didn't change one time all day long. Really, on the sand, he looked good, too? Except the Not sandbag. one time. That was the only time. Running. Yeah. Running for him. He's unreal. He runs like a like a half marathon runner, which it, he is. There were a few right. half marathon <laughs> runners early on, and then Gregory turned into an OCR athlete, and the rest of them stayed as runners. Was double sandbag just because with Gregory, I mean, he's had some trouble with actual obstacles, but he's also pretty slight. He, how much do you think that dude weighs? 140, 140 probably 140 yeah. he's a good heavy carrier very good because his engine's so good and he's so stable yeah. as a runner well that's the story about ocr but yeah. that was sand yeah it was just too much for him mm. gregory probably that the sandbag carry was what 40 minutes in the race and he probably had a minute and a half lead by that point over the people who were actually contenders at the end and atkins left ahead of him yeah and then the two, it was very interesting. You'd see like from the drone footage or the silhouette uh, of them in the in, in a far off view, Atkins just hunched over, hiking up this thing. Gregory's just trotting along. It was like very different form. They went several miles after that carry of just matching each other. They could Neither play could do anything. They were so close to each other. And then the second it opened back up, Gregory's just so fast. And he can get back to it no matter what he's done. Hmm. 
It's really impressive to watch. And about 15K in, so like 5K left in the course, roughly, Gregory's like, it's mine. Got They're out of the dunes. They go back into the flat part. And he put 30 seconds a mile for three straight miles. It was disgusting. And that's probably where you mentioned Atkins' shoes yeah. not helping him out right there. No. If you had to go <laughs> do a three-mile tempo on a dirt road, I wouldn't choose the Hoka 10-9s. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very silly looking, those ones. Yeah, if you... If you those listening Mega to him, just give it a give it a Google, and you'll be like, "Those can't be real," but they are real. <laughs> they look like a your boy Scott Jurek post <laughs> for sure. They do. I bet they had yeah. a ton of time, ton of fun yeah. with those ones. All right. Wait, did you see the finish? I saw nothing. So you don't know what happened in like the last two minutes of the race. Nope. Okay. Bracken, what happened? I mean, if we're, we're spoiling everything. Yeah, I made a, a miss spear throw. Oh, really? Atkins, Atkins came through, hit his, and got through the finish line like twenty whatever so, seconds. Saw him toss those birds at him though. Greg, Gregory had like a three hundred meter penalty loop, and he had about a minute. He took off so at like four forty pace. Down <laughs> I was like, they're gonna collide on the way out. Oh, he, so he, he was up he like was two minutes. Hammond, huge gap. It probably took him. I would guess it took him a minute ten to do the penalty loop. Yeah. Because he had a minute, he had a minute and five gap at a frame. They had uh, a timing mat there, and Atkins came in a minute and five after him. So Atkins probably got through the rig. Gregory almost fell off the rig, also. So Atkins legitimately probably ten seconds faster on the rig based on how he went in the three k, and then he just gripped it and ripped it. He just just threw it super quick. I thought I got nervous as he was standing there. Because he took Greg, a, Gregory was just standing there, and you could see it. It was like pointed vertical. I'm like, he's gonna miss this. It's not going in. Like it, it was literally like a 60 degrees off a vertical instead of nice, nice and aligned. But it was heartbreaking. It, it really was. I felt so bad. Like I was, I was so happy about how close of a finish it was. I was like screaming on my screen because it was so exciting. But I felt so bad for Gregory because he did everything he needed to do yeah. to win that race. And he was the better athlete on that day, in my opinion, besides one one single thing. And yet it was, in a way, satisfying to see Atkins come back around to be the recipient of a spear throw. Yeah. Because mm. what did he have? He had a double double failure in Killington the first year behind Alden. He should have won. Like, if he, if he hit one of those, he would have won mm-hmm. the world championship. And then multiple times in Tahoe, he missed it multiple times in national series, probably like 10 times in national series. It's like still ends up on the podium, but he's within 90 seconds or however long it takes you to do 30 burpees of getting back into it. Gregory handled that finish line very well. Yeah. He had every right to just pout and leave. And he was a classy gentleman about it. I don't think Gotta everybody would have done what he there. did. No. Lost a world title. Tough. Yeah, it is. That, that was nasty. Himself. Yeah. Kicking himself about that lost world. Yeah. It, and it was very interesting because the day before Atkins was talking about how, how stupid it was that the, uh, the lasers, it's like, oh, stinks getting stuck there for 20 seconds. And then it's like, now you're okay with someone having to lose more than 20 seconds because they missed a simple obstacle like that involved aiming. So it's Spears always been dumb. Spears always been dumb. Mm hmm. I know, I know, but it was like Pistol, interesting how his how his Pistol's tone dumb. changed because he benefited Spears from it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but regardless, part of the race. Part of the it's, race. It, it's good that he finally got on the good side of the spear. 
You got a storm coming in here, Jack? You're slowly it's, fading out of sight here. No. About the glass. It's his time time where he like gets an alert on his phone or something like I have, that. Where it's I have safe two from the calls outside. from work already. So I, there's enough cloud cover that Jack can go out there in short sleeves. Yeah, I ran without sunscreen a couple of days ago. Damn. It was it was about Jeez. yeah like three forty five p.m. The sun sets at life crisis four thirty. Yeah, that guy is living. I know. We have an intervention soon. Living. Yeah. All right, should we talk about our list? We've gotta. Let's bring it. I'm gonna but pull it actually out. real quick. At, what was the best race of the weekend? Of those four, I mean, I would say VJ's race, men's 3K, because I didn't watch the other one. <laughs> Go birds. Go birds, baby. Yeah. What do you think of Bracken? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, first of all, the 3K was built up as the spotlight race, so it had the most eyes on it, and they were the, they were the most exciting races. The female... And male 21k got exciting at times, but there was a lot of slogging through the desert in between. Yeah. So yeah, 3k was the was were the races of the weekend. I agree with you. Let's bring up our list. Let's be interesting to see because we have talked about what what well how'd you how'd you say what could have been? Yeah, what could have been? What could have been? What could have been? So we're looking at our list then and like what, what the real kind of players are, who kind of kind of shift things around, who increased their stock, if there's anything that really sticks out, or if there's any names that we really need to add to this list. And this isn't really off of only Spartan Worlds. This We haven't updated this all year. We haven't updated this all year, right? So we've yeah. waited to this moment. In the past, when we created this list, Spartan World Championships kind of carried the most weight. OCR World Championships was directly under that. And then it was kind of a, a smattering of uh, regional championships, um, national series races, maybe one-off races here or there um, to kind of collect this. It's, it's now it's like, I get like, how, how does that change from this year? Like, do we still think that that Spartan championships are the most impressive in a year where also OCR world championships was pretty watered down and we had this FISO championship. Yeah. Where does that weigh in? Like, I I think it was this and now it went down to here, (laughs) but the gap (laughs) remained the same because this was OCR world's champ chance to move up and they, they didn't get the fields either. So unfortunately I think it it remains the same. I think world's toughest took on a greater prominence for me this year. Interesting. I, but you were missing like Tyler Rearman, Mark Godet, Atkins, like a bunch of the. Can't even say top. missing Atkins anymore because he hasn't done World Toughest in so long. That's fine. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. How how are we? How are we? Is FISO on par? I think that field at FISO. Oh yeah. Was was better. Definitely than OCR World Championships, but maybe. I think it was in line with what we saw in the 3K for Spartan Worlds. Like you have more higher. North Americans showing up. I'm putting it on importance level with a Savage Race. Hater. But the field depth was phenomenal. No way. I, it's got to be more. It's got to be like the second or third most. This year, I think that it was title the second, it was like TMX. second biggest race of this year based on who showed up. Not unlike TMX. I think that that's fair for this year. Yes, yeah, TMX. They created a title, held a one-off event, and a bunch of people showed up. Huge mm-hmm. field, important world championship. I mean, but they did have because like Ian these, said like, so. 
Adamson, to be clear. But they did have like, uh, like you had to like qualify for teams, like that, like, and like they did get a good turnout. I guess it's too soon to tell. Higher than Savage Race. Yeah. Well, TMX. I'm glad we <laughs> we'll put on the TMX level. That's right, let's just that's list fair. people instead. All right, of, so I'm saying that three people moved up on the women's side. Two I think, definitely. I yeah, think that ahead. Esther and Ida each move up ahead of Claude. And I think Lindsay moves up off the list. Lindsay's on her own. Yeah, she is now the gold standard. She's number zero. The, yeah, she's champion. Like in, in combat sports, champion is not a ranked Number one contender as the number one spot. She's off, just <laughs> she's the all time contender. Don't even put her on the list. It's not fair to anyone else. Let's but, just talk about our list real fast, just, for, just before we get ahead of ourselves. Right now, uh, in our top five, it's Lindsay Webster, uh, Zuzana Kakamova, uh, Nicole Miracles third. Kakamova. How do you say it? Almost <laughs> Kakamova. <laughs> I like that better. Amelia Boone <laughs> was fourth. Uh, Corinne Carlson is fifth. Um, Reyes in sixth. Claude Goldbat is seventh. Ida is eighth. Esther is ninth. Chris Roglowski is tenth. Uh, outside of that, we didn't see a lot of people um, this year outside of maybe Alyssa Petrova. Um, but just with that, like Lindsay, no movement. Ida, Ida anything fourth. goes further away. Zuzana, Zuzana versus Nicole. Nicole, I think, increased her stock with an OCR World Championship. When? Nicole shows Nicole shows up to Abu Dhabi. I might make a change. I still don't think so at the moment. Um, I think Nicole's better than Susanna, but I can't say that because of the year she had, she deserves to leapfrog. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like in my heart, she's the second best OCR female athlete we've ever seen. Yeah, but Susanna still has not done anything wrong in this year compared to what Nicole did right to be passed. I don't know. I, my vote is Nicole's it, the number two all time, it, but I, I see how that would cause issue, but I still say Nicole is past her. It's weird because Nicole won the OCR world's three K and she mm-hmm. won the FISO 15 K. So it's like, so yeah, paper that should have, you've got I a very strong argument. I don't know. No, I might've talked myself into it. I'd be okay with putting her too, but it's such a toss up at this point. What do you it think? Because Zuzana's 44. So she's not she's her done. best date. She's not going to do much to increase it. Although she, this is she a, was, yeah, this is a body of work though. Zuzana has yeah. how many Spartan World Championships? Zuzana went like fifty for fifty in her Spartan career to start it off with winning. Yeah, but she was the old days. She was the best though. Like you had to get past her. Yeah, she, in that era to to then be the best. I don't think Nicole's ever reached that level. Mostly because oh Jacksonville and era. Alabama and stuff. You no one was beating her because of oh, era. era. That's two races, dude. Where I know well, in, in terms of era, like she, Nicole will never have that like distinction no. that Zuzana has because of Lindsay. But Nicole will have more titles. Nicole could potentially have more titles. She probably already has because, more titles. Well, because there's ten thousand different world championships at this point. N- Nicole's gonna beat Zuzana at a technical obstacle based rate, like a FISO or OCR or worlds. fast. Probably the only, the only test Zuzana, is going to be Zuzana actually has some wheels. I've seen some, some covers that I was, you know, always thinking she was just like a great grinder uphill. She, she has oh, a she's fast. 
Yeah. She's a great downhill runner. Yeah. You can't be a bad downhill runner. I mean, a great downhill runner and be slow, but they're the three best. The order is going to be infinitely debatable. Where are you on, Rich? I need one more year. One more year. I'm happy with that. I, I, I think Nicole absolutely can cement herself as number two, no matter what Susanna's done next year. In terms of who's a better racer head to head, like, yeah, then. Because it's like Nicole. Nicole prime, earned, but that's not really what we're arguing. That's not what No, I'm. no. And it's like Nicole earned some impressive accolades this year. And like, we didn't talk about her Pan Am championship, but who did she really beat in that? So it's like, that doesn't really help. She got I don't a second know. place I, at the FISO behind Ida. Um, won the OCR World Championship in a, in a, a not great field, but beat Lindsay. Um, yeah, one, two. Did she just win one of the. 3k oh yeah yeah and had a couple of not great 3k races as well mm-hmm. um, yeah big bear so there wasn't like dominance we're, and she we're is at this level you know, we need... she's a couple years after injury i know everyone bounces back differently it's like it, if she gets back to old nicole we saw glimpses of it without question for sure like for sure this year I, that's why i think next year she'll firmly cement it but i still think at this point i'd go with Susanna just personally i need one more year yeah. They're both number one and a half or two and a half, I guess. But that's a BK. That's a BK answer right there. BK's list them. is all one A, one B, one C, one yeah. D. Yeah. We're too personally involved. And then I put Ida somewhere between fourth and fifth. So the next the, the next names we have Amelia Boone, Karen Carlson, Rhea Coble, Claude Godbot, and then it's Ida. Ida getting a world championship at FISO. Did not we did not see her at OCR World OCRWC. Not this year. She's too busy doing a local race with me. And then, and then a fourth place finish. She did win that Mexico. Surus. Yeah. She had 3K success. Surus Stadium. She she did not win a 3K race, correct? She did. Stratton last year. She beat Lindsay. Oh no, no, no. I meant this year in the series, like the series. Mexico. Oh, she Rush. did win that Mexico race. Yeah. That the Pan Am? No, Nicole won that. We're talking about the right, right. San Luis Potosí. Okay, okay, okay. So she, did, she got a national series win. She got a world championship, a top five at the most important race of the year that we're, I guess that we're, we're calling it that. Edith's number four. Like, I'm moving her there. Sorry, Amelia. So you think this FISO world championship is enough to... I think she is so diversified in her success at this point. Like, Amelia... You could probably even ask her. She was in a weaker era. And I think what Ida has done over the past few years, along with a good string of success even before then, across many different race formats, I think she's done enough to to get moved into fourth. Eight, four, going four spots? Because of FISO? I think it's we underrated her a little bit last year. If we look ahead of her, Cloud, for as great of a champion as she was, really has run. two results to her resume. Like, name her other highlight reel results. I don't well, know. Well, she won, like, the early national series races and stuff. And Yeah. I know. It, it was early age. But she did win 18 to 20 career races, including two world championships, like, was an Olympian, like, and then she tore ACL and just never came back. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we'll put, we'll go definitely go past Claude. Rhea, I think that what Rhea and and uh, and Ida are doing at the in between distances, the sprint super beast, are pretty comparable. And now you add in the ability to go three k through beast versus sprint through ultra. I think what's happening here is we may end up needing an ultra distance versus sub ultra. We don't do that. But for now, I think that's the spot. I think the debate is, is she above or below Rhea? Because, I mean, we're, we're talking about what is, what is Ida's best finish outside of a 3K distance? She got seventh in Spartan Worlds uh, Abu Dhabi Beast a couple years ago. What was Rhea's best finish at uh, Spartan World Championships? Like fifth. At Tahoe. And with two WTM titles? I know, but she has a FISO and an OCR Worlds title and many second places or podiums. So she has two world titles. Ray has stepped into that domain and one is didn't do one well. is new. Well two to two in world championship. OCR Worlds in- is not new. I understand FISO is, but they're tied with titles and and Ida has way more podium finishes. At Worlds. At big races, yeah. At Worlds? Oh, she at Worlds. Yeah, she has several second places. 3K. Ultra. Right. I'm okay if we make another call here and say, give me another year. Yeah, I don't know. We need to see what happens with this FISO. That might age very well. Right, but to give that oh, to like have it be the same weight as a world's toughest, <clears throat> I just look at who the best well for in me. the era is, and if they're all there and you beat them, that holds a lot of weight in my book. Although to Rich's point, we've said that Ray is the greatest ultra distance OCR athlete of all time. That's why, but we put her behind Amelia because Amelia has the Spartan Race World Champion, right? Okay, so I guess I'm happy with her here for right now. Give me one more year. Yeah, she moved up a spot. This is a hard list. This is a good list yeah. to get on. Like I don't, I I would have let her go up to four. I don't think I don't see that. Here's the issue with aging: the older you get, the less good the early years look. Because you can look down this list now and name five or six women. Who could have won the years Claude or Amelia won? For sure. And For so sure. you can't play that game because it's there's no way to prove or disprove, but it's hard not to think it. Yeah. That Ida's just better. It's like, would they have renamed the Cy Young Award after a modern day pitcher if you know he was pitching in today's world or or they were pitching back then? It's like you can't you can't say that someone's gonna throw. 800 career complete games or something because that's just not how it is anymore and the early days of Spartan are not the way that it is anymore in terms of depth so if we went back with this field right now took everyone in their prime and ran a 3k a 10k a beast and an ultra it would not be chalk you would have Amelia I would say Karen and uh, Claude move back behind a bunch of these women in most of those races yeah, but that's not 
That's not what we're doing. Can't play this game. Yeah, know. it's tough. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is tough. So, which is why I'd be happy with her in fourth because I think she would she would give it to some of these women in these distances. But I don't think the titles add up though. <clears throat> I would uh, I would let her stay in seventh for another year and see what happens. So either who knows? Maybe the, maybe Amelia comes back and wins everything next year. Maybe. Maybe. I'm cool with her here at seventh because yeah. now. Esther, does Esther also move up? She has a trifecta world championship. Does she move up in front of Ida? No. Why not? Esther's the all-time leading podium, and I know that that includes a lot of local races, but it also includes multiple European championships, world championship podiums, wins a trifecta, world championship win, trifecta world championship wins and podiums, like, one of three athletes ever to have multiple wins against Lindsay and Spartan race. Like her resume is crazy. Is trifecta the best race this year for OCR? Is that, is that the one that we need to put above everything else? I don't necessarily think it is. You would put the three K in terms of like best battles. Yeah. Trifecta is up there. What about no, like most, most, uh, most, um, prestigious. prestigious. I'd still go to the 3K, in my opinion, in Abu Dhabi. Okay. BK? Um, Esther? <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing. She could be up to fourth. I don't know which spot she gets. I really don't. Because it's too convoluted right now. But yeah, she could be up to fourth. At Esther, the past two years, second place. In the super in Abu Dhabi, she mm-hmm. wins the beast. She gets third in the three K. She has the trifecta of distances of world championships in her belt. She has the most Spartan podiums ever by a female. She's won those trifecta races that we've talked about. Uh, she beat Nicole in a trifecta race as well a few years ago. Okay, you're right. She right, doesn't so have, she doesn't have the world title, years. right? She has no. Twenty nineteen was against Nicole. So we're looking and take out COVID. We're looking at four seasons. So for four years, she has been without a doubt, the second best on the planet. Right. Right. I think that's for right. Emma. For a so if you while. look ahead of her, number one on the list, best on the planet. Number two was best on the planet. Number three had an argument for best, if not second best on the planet. Amelia Boone was best on the planet. And then five, six, seven, nine and below were never in the argument for second best on the planet. I'd be comfortable putting her five. What'd you say? I'd be comfortable putting her five right now. So by that argument, she is at worst fifth in that she's been second best on the planet in the best era of women's OCR in terms of top heaviness for the last four years. What's her best title? Trifactor or 21K. Beast doesn't count, dude. Sunday. counts. Don't, don't, that definitely doesn't count. It doesn't count it any less than it would count. It would count the same as like a national series race. Okay. Which of these women have beat Lindsay in a national series beast? <laughs> sure. That's what I mean. Like it's a good, I mean, it, it's good. But between Lindsay and win. Lindsay and Esther, they've run over 150 races and they've only missed the podium combined about 15 times. So 90% of the time they're ending up on the podium. And most of the time Lindsay's shown up, it's that national series races. And you guys probably don't realize how many national series there are across Europe. There were six of them simultaneously a couple of years ago. Esther would just show up and win like all of them. All right. I say she's a lot of those. I'm going, I'm fine with her five. 
one more year, I'm putting her fourth. She has one. She's got to win title. some titles. She only has one world title. I know. I think she will. Rich, you good with five? <clears throat> um, fifth all time. Like these three, we know, we know she's at at best four. So now it's is she better than Amelia at her peak? Is she better than Rhea? Like she better how, than Karen Carlson? It's, it's like the question. body. Of, it's yeah. the body of work, not the again, not the ability to be good. Her body of work is enormous, starting and has surpassed Karen's. Okay, I'm with it. Let's do it. Just because all like the national series stuff and and abroad and um, yeah, and what, so a world title that like in the trifectas are going to actually age better. <laughs> You know, those you are put all these athletes. Yeah, yeah, you put out all these athletes on the start line. She's probably going to be attached to the front pack right from the start. Like, isn't scared of anybody and has beaten. Pre- yeah, she's beaten every. Well, not only she faced Amelia, but she's beaten the three women ahead of her besides Amelia. I think everyone behind her it would take their best day to beat her. Yeah, it takes everyone's best day to beat her. The, Esther came over to Tahoe during the frozen year, and she DNF'd because of the hypothermia. Um, BK, well, you guys are in the hypothermia group I chat. Finished. No big deal. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, so fifty second place. <laughs> so so Karina's in sixth. I'll just give you one more stat on her. I know that she's the one who you guys would probably move down, but they had that Madrid three K, and she won by a minute twenty. She beat Susana. She beat Yanka. Like she has all these times. I know that it's like she doesn't get the press. And I, you know, I'd be fine moving Ida ahead of her, whatever. But I, I still think she belongs in like that top seven to eight based on career accolades. And she's still doing it. If she came over to Abu Dhabi, I mean, Yanka got fifth and she beat Yanka by like four minutes in a 3K. And we saw what yep. she did all year. And like she's really good. Yeah. Okay. I, hey, I, I'm more interested in this next one, Chris Roglowski. It's so tough. Like she's nine. I mean, she gets another world title. Two. Oh yeah, one. She, she's one. tied with Rhea for the world stuff as mutter titles, right? And the she holds the record for mileage. So it's like Is you she, can argue she's better than Rhea. I think so. I think I think Ultra. that. Yes, I would put. Chris above Rhea. And it's crazy because it's like Rhea had you, you we saw her so much on all the TV coverage and stuff, but it's just a different coverage these days. Like Rhea was the face that when they had like the four or five people on the pro team for a year or two, it was like Rhea was the prominent one. The difference between them is Rhea didn't succeed at other races. And Chris has OCR World's second places, third places. She won a 3K. 3K. She won a 3K. It's your beat Ida. She did it. She did. She got a 3K podium, like what, less than a minute behind Ida. And then two weeks later, runs 90 miles of the world's toughest motor and wins it. Like the range is stupid. Is Chris above Karen? It's crazy. Her highlights yeah, are it, better. Her career numbers are lower. Is is Chris of, another one of those one more year? And we're sort of like, I can't help but think about what she's done in High Rocks as well. And, you know, because she does everything. And I'm trying not to let non-OCR events impact it. Purely OCR, what's her highlights? 
World's Toughest Mudder record, two-time record, champ. Two-time mm-hmm. champ. Many um, national series mm-hmm. third places at various distances. Like Mexico, she got second in the Beast. She got second in the 3K. Uh, Mexico again. Won and the national she, series race this year. Her national series no, she, results she won are now Bear. rivaling race. She won. That's what, that's what she I said. Won, yeah. She beat Ida. Yeah. It's got a good argument moving her into six or seven. From pure that's world crazy. titles, yeah. she's matched she's Rhea's two. best, yeah, and she a, has the other end of the spectrum, spectrum, so she's ahead. She's above Rhea. Then she's got to be six, too, because she has world titles ahead of that. Agreed. Like, I think one more year, and we're talking about her, like, in the Four. top three. Top three? Like, kicking out Nicole or Zuzana? I mean, maybe. Depends on what happens with these formats. Wow. Like, what well, if she she's wins, getting like, into a Ryan Atkins territory. Sorry, go ahead, Rich. That's all. I was just saying, like, what if she wins, like, a 15K title somewhere? I don't know if she would, is that interested in doing that stuff, but she she was only like a minute behind Lindsay in a 15K where Lindsay ran failure free. Yeah. She's approaching the Ryan Atkins argument, which is, again, would Hobie or Albin or Killian or Cody all beat him at their best? Yes, but he can do everything they can't and everything they can. And he's always the next best. That's her. Like, would Nicole beat her on any given distance other than ultra on any given day? Probably. But Chris has done Not more. Guarantee. Not a guarantee. Well, Chris just can't run with Nicole yet. Yeah. No, but like the 3K, if it's heavy enough. like Right. Nicole was in right. that race that Chris won. She beat her head to head this year. Yeah. yeah. So I think that her, she's going to have the Atkins type career. And Chris is also still in her 20s, like all the women around her. She's just starting. Yeah, she's got a few more years to catch up. And I'm moving Alyssa Petrova up. A second place finish. I'm with that. Um, Three straight podiums. Three straight years. So she is she behind Claude or above? Well, Claude has two world championships. Two world titles. I know, I know, BK. You're just from from that era, from your era. You're just no. I'm denigrating my era. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're doing it too much. Yeah. You're doing it too much. There's still so two she's behind Claude. You showed up. I mean, yeah. Does she pat? How many world title world world podiums does Faye have? Like one. The one against Faye is and every the, bit as good as her. Yeah. I think Faye has like a fourth. Does she get second or third? That maybe two off thirds. Year? Or two fourths and a third. I know she has a third and and a fourth a different year. Faye lost the burpee off. Yeah, they lost the burpee off. Okay. But the year, like Alyssa got third the year that Faye got fourth because Lindsay and Zuzana were top two for four straight years at Tahoe. And I think that Alyssa had one, Miriam had one, Nicole snuck in there at the end to replace Zuzana. I don't think that she had multiple world titles. And then you had uh, Rachel Paquette finishing third in Tahoe in 2015. I think Faye only has one. But she has a ton of national series success, which yeah, right, right, right. Like it plays into it. I would, I would split the difference, Claude. But again, Alisa, then no Faye. success outside Spartan for Alyssa. No, for for Faye, because Alyssa was actually a... obstacle fearful, obstacle phobic, almost. Yeah, uh, Alisa was second behind Nicole at FISO and the fifteen k. I mean, yeah. Faye now it's like left G- out of obstacle fear, right? Okay, 
Yeah, I'm with that. At Spartan, she's every bit as good as Alyssa. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I it's definitely. One of those, yeah. Prime Faye right was, was really, really hard to beat at Spartan. Now but watching got, Alyssa through obstacles this weekend, that was never Faye. She was a runner and carrier. Yeah. Got out hot, was fit enough to hang on and battle for podium spots. But yeah. I think so. Delete number 15 right there. So we've got 18 people on the list. I think we need to add Yanka to the list personally. Make the case. Unless we're stopping at 18. She's got to go ahead of Becca. Yeah, it's one of those things you do body of work. It's like Emma is going to beat like she's 17. She's going to beat 12 to 15 people ahead of her, but she was only a season and a half. She has a world podium. Yeah. No, Emma didn't. She got fourth. Annie, it was Lindsay, Annie, and Elisa. Oh, right. Did Emma not race it last year? Not last year. No. no. Oh, okay. Never mind. Esther got second. She has, a, she, has a, she has a regional championship. Yeah, and Emma was in second, and then she feel she failed the uh, right spear or the rig, and then fell to fourth because of that nasty sand dune. So I put her one ahead of Becca. I put her in between Emma and Becca. Well, Becca has a OCR World second and a Spartan second. Yeah, what's Yanka's yeah. best finish? Fifth, two straight years. Okay, you're right. And yep. and Yanka has like sixty something podiums in her life. She has she proved herself in the on U.S. soil against some top U.S. talent. She has no, she has she has no regional title or world podium. She's all body of work. She's behind she's behind Rebecca in my opinion, but she's well, yeah. in the top twenty. It would be like her and probably like an Alex Walker. There are like a couple just outside the list at the moment, but I'd, right. I'd put Yanka right here. Okay. So do we put a number 20? Sure. I don't think that like, uh, what, what are, like, what are we talk with Yanka? Like, what are we pointing at? Like, what are we talking about? Are we just adding someone for the sake of adding somebody or like, is there, let me pull it up. Pull it up. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, all right, well, oh, Ricky finished third at FISO. She has a world podium. Like, does that Alex Walker top five at Spartan? Like where Yanka's are we? Done it twice, but yeah. Like, I don't, like a fifth place at a three, like a three K sand. I don't know, dude. All right. Uh, Yanka, what has she done? Did you get that mouth near that microphone? I know, I'm, we, I'm just looking it up, sir. We need to get onto the dudes, man. Come on. I don't like it. I think there needs to be a certain amount of, accomplishment for anybody who makes this list because then like if we're going to start doing people who get like top five we need to go back years and years like we need a bigger we need more time it's getting to the point where you have to have world championship podiums to be on the list or regional championships or one or regional championship yeah i agree with that it's harsh but i agree stern but fair we're talking about an all-time list here okay so here's here's where i struggle the most because I now firmly believe Ryan Atkins has the best career of all time. Let's stack right, them up. Real quick, uh, uh, Yanka has 34 National Series podiums across Europe and North America in, in National Series. She's the next best. Yeah, in terms I'm, I'm of body that's why of work. If, we're, if we're 
putting people in the top 20, she's in the top she, 20. She like if we wor- have to add one or two names, she's one of those two names that gets added. So she gets a podium she's on? She gets a world, she gets a world podium she's on. Yeah. She gets okay. a regional championship she's on. Most people Does don't do top above 18 her? lists. That's what I was saying. Does anyone above her not have one of those things so far on our list? Rose, maybe. You're right. No, Rose has OCR Worlds. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm fine with that. So we're fine. Set. Top we might have to do it. We might have to see. We might have to boot somebody for on the on the men's. I'm not Come sure. join us in December 2024 when we amend the list. We don't need that. It doesn't need to be 20, Jack. I know. I know. To be. Just best. numerically, it seems to fit better, but I'm fine moving on to the guys. Numerically, it's fine, but then we're opening up a whole thing. We're going to have to do like 50 then. Our top men, Kobe Call sits <laughs> I at like the, the top. asterisk. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Atkins is second. John Albin's third. Robert Killian, third. Cody Moat. Or Robert Killian, fourth. Cody Moat, fifth. Hobie versus Atkins. Let's, let's, stack up, let's stack the resumes. Hobie has two world championships. Spartan, what's his next best thing? Warrior oh, yes, Dash, three second place. For Spartan. Warrior Dash, second place. What yeah. else did he get on Spartan? Was he on other podiums? Uh, he only did four of them, and he had he got like seventh one year because he had that dental procedure like a week before. and That's no joke. But he won the whole national series that entire year. Is this a no-brainer? Ryan Atkins. This might be a no-brainer. What's he done at, the, at this point that doesn't that he's missing? Body of work. I, do you, it's do Tom you Brady. That, do you remember that list that I, that I showed you earlier about like all of his credentials? What hasn't he won? Which world championship has he not won? <laughs> now it's podiums for a couple of them. Like, but he got that trifecta finally, and he got the three K World Championship. There's nothing he is missing that is still a race that exists. Got yeah. the Beast World Championship. The only way I can sleep sure. with making any decisions on this list is to make it like quarterbacks. Tom Brady is the greatest ever, even though Damn Dan right. Marino or Brett Favre no. No. or Aaron Rodgers were all better throwers of the football than him. They were more spectacular quarterbacks at times throughout history, but he's just the best to ever do it for his career. And it's not really debatable anymore, even though they may have been better than him in any given snapshot. And that's what NFL has just embraced. That's what it is. And all so ra- he's all races. Atkins. Yeah, all races. Hobie has eight wins. Atkins has seven wins head to head. Cross Battle Frog, Warrior Dash World Championship, Spartan Race, everything. So basically 500. It sucks that Hobie didn't have a longer career because the sport came right. into it later on. I think Hobie was time. more dominant. Ryan's more accomplished in terms of career accolades. Hobie left in the middle. He did a couple of years, basically. Yeah. And that's costing him right now. Hobie is still a more spectacular individual athlete to me in some of his freakish things. But Ryan Atkins is just better across the board. This is, this is LeBron Jordan right now. This is what we're talking about. We're moving LeBron to number one. Yeah. Ryan Atkins Body is the best has the best OCR career of all time. And it's not even close. This is a no-brainer. And I think we got held up on the world championship part is just having two mm-hmm. versus one, but now that in, in in the biggest one, but now with all the other accolades he's amassed along the way, I think Ryan Atkins is the best to ever do it. 
Yeah. And, and I think we get hung up and maybe I get hung up on the fact that on anyone's, if you give them all their best day, I think he wins the least amount of times of anyone in the top. For sure, the top six, and I would even put Woods up into that conversation. Right. Or if you sure. have them all on their best day, he wins the least, but he has the highest average finish yeah. off was, any distance, any race for a decade straight. He has the he doesn't lowest need to chance of race. missing the podium, no matter what type of course is thrown at him. Yeah, he doesn't have to pop a race. It's not about like him at his best. It's him at his worst is still almost always the second best person on the planet. And how funny is it? Like earlier this year, we're like, is, is this, we're starting to see him get hurt. Like he does, he's not a fan of this 3K. Is this, is this kind of like the last? And then he just comes out and podiums the Trifecta Worlds, wins the the beast this past weekend, gets on the podium for the 3K. It's like, this is a down year for him. And it's the one that boosted <laughs> yeah. him into the number one athlete of all time. And he won the OCR Worlds 15K, got third in the OCR Worlds 3K. Like he's just checked everything off now. Like yeah. yeah, if you if you put the two resumes next to each other, you can't. Be, yeah, it would be clear. It'd be like, oh, this guy has to be it. Yeah. Moving on, which Hobie. now means it's up to VJ or seriously, like a Rylan. Rylan are the only two candidates now to usurp him for a long time. Veerman, Sergey could with the world championship oh. coming back to the Middle East. No, oh, you don't couldn't. think so. I don't think nope. so. You think you think that Sergey has less of a chance than Ryland at this point in OCR specifically? Yeah, I don't think his and his ceiling's high enough. He'd have to win like the next three years in a row, okay. maybe two in a row. I think he's I think like so. Ryan in that he needs a lot to go right to win a championship, but unlike Ryan. More can go wrong for Sergey. We see him finish in these championship races like off of the podium, <laughs> like not like anything against them, but things that yeah. we don't see Atkins do. Like we look at the full body, like he, he, I think he's there's been opportunities for him to match Atkins over the course of his career, but um, he hasn't always come through the way Atkins has. So I would take, and he's already, he's like early 30s, 33 ish. Yeah, but 30s. all these guys won their world titles at. 37 to 39 so right and honestly on my list i wouldn't have sergey i would have him behind hunter and woods so i don't even have him up as high as we do yeah he just has that world championship if you take that away he's not as good as those sergey has a better ocr worlds two two times uh, like his top two finishes are better than either hunter or woods is finished and they were both in the race with him and he has a spartan race world championship i know I know. I think his top is higher. European Spartan Championship. I think if you put Hunter in Europe, he'd have like seven European Championships. Yeah, but it's not worth it. So anyways, I'm just saying that, no, I don't see Sergey as a threat to the GOAT status. Yeah, the GOAT status. Like, VJ is the clear pick on who's, who's the biggest threat right now. Like, unless John Albin comes back to OCR and does what he does for a couple more years. Which he won't. No. Yeah. So let's, could let's you see be- him doing that in his late thirties? No. Why? You think he's, you think he's permanently done? Ah, uh, yes. I sorry. I yes. I could see him coming back, but not full. Okay. He would dabble. Mm. I'm surprised he's not going to tough mutter. Like he 80, said he might. Oh, he said he might. Okay. 
He put a poll on his Instagram story saying, what's next for me? What do you think's next? And that was one of like the three options. Now that you know the payouts, that's what I heard from him. It's like 80,000 bucks. Why not? That funds a year of training. Yeah, seriously. Better. You're spending yeah. your money poorly. What do you get second? It's like 30 for second or something? 32. Yeah. It's crazy. So the next interesting one here is VJ Jones at six. <clears throat> Adding a Spartan world title to his name. Two OCR 3K championships. Um, the names in front of him are Cody Moat, Robert Killian. He's a better obstacle racer, racer than either one of them. But from a pure title standpoint, you might have to give him another year. He's in the one more year category. It's close. He's like, better than them at obstacle racing. Yeah. I don't think that's up for debate. Pan American Championship. He could Let's go to forget. three right now. I mean, to four right now. But it would be controversial. I think that's fair. One give more year. Fi- give him a FISO World Championship. It'll be no doubt. No doubt. It will be no doubt. Let him win one more Savage. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Serious Arena. Yeah. So Sir. I have him as the fourth greatest obstacle course racer of all time, but he doesn't quite probably win that in the court of public opinion. It's like a face a lot of time. You know, Cody does have an OCR Worlds podium, actually, now that I think about it. And yeah. Killian ventured off into Tough Mudder, and I think he got fourth. Did he get moved up that year when Hunt, uh, when yeah. Woods had the issue? So he got third at OCR Worlds? Uh, so. I don't know if he got third or not. VJ has been punished for being a sub-marathon distance savant. Yeah. We moved Whereas he's so dominant. Killian and Cody are rewarded for being a marathon distance savant. Yeah. I think Killian winning like the stadium series and running 105 miles, the world's toughest mutter, and going on like a three-year run when he never missed a national series podium, mm-hmm. no matter what course it was, how often it like his body of work at this moment is better. Mm-hmm. Cody Moat. Two world championships, never finished worse than I think fifth at Spartan Worlds, like in eight attempts. Body works just there. No, I know VJ has a very, very strong resume, and I could easily see VJ moving into fourth place next year if he goes on a run. But I think at this point, keep him in six. He's close. Sergey remains the same, uh, with really not doing much to improve his status this this season. Then we have we have Sergey. Pearl Zhijin, is that how they were saying it? P E R E L Y G I N. No, I, I don't care. I don't care. Is it uh they were saying it different, Jack? They were well, saying, they were saying, saying it, right? They were saying a lot of things different. They're saying a lot of things different. Yeah. We got Sergey in seventh, uh Hunter McIntyre in eighth, Ryan Woods ninth, Tyler Freeman tenth. Not really change. Kempson could be above that now. Kempson could have passed Veerman. For what? Palmerton and Savage second place series. in the Savage Series. That's that's balling to you. They both have the same number of OCR Worlds titles for 15k. Kempson has better top finishes at the National Series for Spartan. Like if throughout we're his making, career, we're arguing against ourselves last year. If this is what we're doing, I don't yeah, think. Any, yeah, like, what happened? No this one's year? changed. We I had our reasons for putting them there. Who had a better year this year? I don't think anybody in terms of improving their <clears throat> lifetime stock. C- couple couple people lifetime stock. I mean, Kempson adds I, a national series to it. Yeah, but so but 
Blue Mountain you had Tyler? What, last year? I'm saying this year because uh, Kemsley oh, won oh. Palmerton. Palmerton, you're right. Yeah. That's the he thing. Beat, he Is beat our enough? goat. Yeah. Head to head, we don't count. We don't count head to head. I don't think they've done enough at this point to merit going up. They're, well, I want it on the close. record that I said Ryan Kempson passed into 10th all time. We can we can do that because what, what was Tyler Veerman's best result this season for OCO? Third, third at Big Bear, and Kempson had a first in Palmerton. Is that enough and to time, jump? It could be enough to jump. They're, they're, they both missed significant time this year. So yeah. we are well within our rights to not move them. But you I'm what, voting that Kempson's You know what, you know what I think it better. was? Veerman's OCR World Championship is better than Kempson's OCR World Championship. When he won. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the year I think Logan got second or third, or Igor was up there. That was the year where yeah. there was almost nobody at it. Listen, yeah, he, Logan's a tough out, and you don't take that away from anyone that's who's true. ever battled That's true. We can put him. BK on that OCR World yeah. Championship podium if we're doing this thing. Yeah, we're looking we're at number 16 to right name here. Quick. We're going to get to his name quick. Uh, um, two names that... Yeah, we, okay we have on hell listed right here. He's got to keeping that up. the same, or are we okay about? Do we want to move that national series podium win above Veerman, or are we just sticking with what we got? Because that would be the that would be the thing that would change the two. I don't think they've done that enough close. to move the needle this year. I'd keep them the same. <laughs> okay, ten votes don't move. For change up. All right, for the grand decide. Second place, Savage though, <laughs> pretty good. Um, Kempton has two national series wins now. Veerman has zero. Veerman has world's toughest mother podium. Won, I thought Veerman, no Lars won in Blue Mountain. Never mind. Veerman has no wins. I don't. I don't believe he has yeah. a couple podiums. Several he's, podiams. Yeah, a, and he like WTM never misses the top podium, five. Right? He was. He was third. Oh, he misses the top five. And he was second at Jacksonville, at, Alabama. Not for yeah, he's not for a while. He's all right, all right, all right. But Veerman has Veerman has those podiums at Spartan Ultra. Veerman's standout is the ultra distance. That's what's setting yeah. him apart right now and putting him ahead. That's yep. Yeah, I'm nope. The Palmerton doesn't do it. Okay. Albert Soleil and or my our guy Ryan Kent in twelfth. He's gonna need Albert to do Soleil. some work in Seattle. He's gonna he's planning on it. Albert Soleil, thirteenth, Mark Batres. 14th, Richard Heineck, 15th, Bracken Crocker, 16th, Ryland Shadag, 17th, Isaiah Vidal, and 18th. We have Angel Quintero, who we might need to stick in here somewhere. But of those names listed, the ones that stick out that we need to talk about the most are Heineck and Shadag. And I, I submit a Gregor into the conversation. He was, I was going to say two names, Gregory Basilico. And probably Eugenio. I thought opinion. you meant Greg. I thought you were saying Gregor Chekla. I was like, now we're talking. Yeah. Three straight well, years in the top six. So pretty good. Said he was going to run the 3K. Didn't. I Weird. don't think anyone told. changes except Ryland's. Does he have a world podium? Yeah. He had a world title this year. Okay. Yeah, and he 3K. has to go up. Heineck won the European 3K. That's a regional. So I think yeah. I think they can both. That's what I'm saying. I think they can They're both. In sync. Yes. Where well, Ryland had a second place. Botrys. Who can't? Heine can't pass Botrys, can he? In a regional Off championship. Off of this year. He has one regional championship. 
Has he won a world title? No. Or, yeah, trifecta. Soleil hasn't. Soleil's been, like, right there many times, but he doesn't have a world title. He has many... I think he got fourth at OCR Worlds 3K and fourth or fifth in the 15K for his best finishes. We might have Heineck too low. He has two trifectas. is not one spot better than me. Rylan is not worse than me. And Gregory Basilico is not worse than me. So all three of them need to move up aggressively. Soleil's stock is immediately starting to drop because instead of moving up... Instead of moving up towards higher results, which he needed, he had body of work, he needed higher results, he got no results. Should Heineck be 10th? I think we just have him underrated on here. I, I was going to say, I think he should be closer to Woods. I think he's done more than Tyler and Kempson have, to be honest. Same. Uh, he hasn't won the world titles. Two trifecta titles. Those I would put one better than Kempson. Right. Kent, how does, how does Heineck compare to Kent? I mean, well, because he has better. a world title of any amount, he has to, by our standards, be ahead of him. And it's not like, yeah, it's, they're good. He beat Woods, and he like has good. He's beating good people at those. Yeah, effective. I put him twelve. Woods, Killian, Atkins. Yeah, and I guess he has a regional with the Ryan's. His Ryan Woods title. is still one of the most spectacular OCR athletes of all time. I don't think we should take that ranking lightly. No, I think I vote for twelve. Woods' 2018 was just unbeatable, basically, until Tahoe, when he had to do burpees. But I think, yeah, if we look at it, is it... Heineck has probably been the best in in his region, right? For some time, over any amount of time, if we're doing that, right? Heineck won the European Championship last year in the UK, and there were like... 20 people within four or five minutes of the finish. Like that was right. loaded. Veerman has an OCR Worlds title, which I think trumps Trifecta. Okay. I think Europeans would vote Heineck ahead of Veerman and Kempson. I would. And I think North Americans would vote him behind those two. I mean, and I don't think we can split those that, two. That we're looking at now, like European I don't OCR think that we had Kempson be in the right. Or I don't think that we had. Heineck in the right place. I don't think so either. I don't think we needed to like he didn't do enough to really move up this year necessarily, but I think we We underestimated him last year. Twelfth of all time feels right to me. Ten. I'm kind of with Jack on this one. He hasn't won an individual title. He won Trifecta. He's won the European Beast and the European uh 3K on his title. He's won the Trifecta. Kempson and Veerman don't have distances. any regional titles. He's who hasn't so he's beaten Atkins. He is beaten. Well, we Killian's, don't do head to head. We don't do head to head. I was just I, think, I was just eliminated for that argument earlier. Don't do head to head. Okay. I think it matters. Um, we got Veerman and his ultra. This podiums. is a this is a three spot jump in one year without really racing. Which well, we I think, had him poorly. We just ranked. screwed up. We just messed up. We're yeah. amending. So I think this is fair, and it gives him right. the opportunity to, if he's, if he deserves ten, to give it to these boys next Don't year. Don't buckle in, Rich. Okay. Um. Okay. That's nah. Because we're looking at the world titles that Veerman or world podiums that Veerman has. Heineck has just those trifectas, right? Based off what he did this world year titles. alone versus what they did this year alone, he can't leapfrog them this year. 
No, but we just we had may- it wrong. We had it wrong. We could have maybe said it about last year, but we didn't. So now based off this year, we can't put him ahead of those two. I think we can. But he can move up ahead of three other people who didn't race. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But 12. Next 12 year. Years. 12 He'll be in the top 10 next year. We should we should yeah. uh, make an ask, uh, a notation of people who we said one more year. How many asterisks do we have? We, we have, have Heineck. Oh, now you're saying he cheated a bunch, Rich? Oh, uh, double, no. double asterisk. Double asterisk. Just double asterisk. Sure. Nicole. Chris. Ida. Chris moved up the bunch, too. I, I, I think Ida's appropriate. Elisa. I don't know. The two ahead of her were never contending for world titles. She is. Huh? Who? The two ahead of Ida were never contending for world titles. Karen won some. Yeah, both of them won it. Which world title? That's I the think problem. Ida's appro- I think Ida and Alyssa are both appropriately. We can't just okay. We can't just double asterisk every active OCR athlete on here. I think they're appropriate. <laughs> now, Rylan Shadegg. VJ, I think you also need to put asterisks next to him. Yeah, but yes, for sure. Yeah. Because he could be four. But he's still like, a pro. Um, yeah. We did say the argument was okay. he needs one more year. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Body of work. Um, so then, Rylan, what do we do with Rylan? Ahead of Bracken. For I don't sure. Think he's, I don't think he's done. <sighs> I'm coming off this list real quick here. Gonna it's debatable Bracken. if I, don't I was think you're in the 20 begin. anymore. We just like you. And and like Chris, you can't confuse what he's done in High Rocks or Deca with what he's no. done in OCR. If you look at this year as a whole, he got first in Big Bear for the 3K. He his first, was his to, first national series win. Went, yep. Uh, he previously won a regional championship. Won a regional. In Kelowna, so, yep. But yeah, national series first one, and he got second in Utah. So he's got that now. He went to San Luis Potosí for Mexico for the last race of the series after he raced like four times the weekend before and had all those flights. I think he got like fifth or sixth. He was having an issue. He got second at trifecta worlds. And then he had a rough showing in Abu Dhabi. I think he's like, he might be ahead. I think he's, I think he's 13. Well, here's the thing. Everyone above him has matched those to some extent, but with some sort of world. The world, well, he has a world now. He has a 3K. Is he really more accomplished than Botrus in OCR yet? What's his world? Yeah, Botrus has world's toughest. He has 3K. He has the record for the most mileage. He has a record and he has more overall podiums. So I don't think he can pass them, but he's going to podiums on. He has no national series wins. Yeah. It's like Ryland has an OCR world. And a regional championship. 3K. Yeah. I think he's above. I think he's above. Maybe above Kent. Botrus's body of work is way more. It's he's more not ahead of Kent. Yeah, OCR World three K title. He has a world title. He's got to be within one place and a Kent. regional title and a national series win. Soleil's missing the world title out of those, but he's always a threat. So it's like split the difference. Do you give? I would put Botrus above Kent? Soleil because Kent doesn't have a world title either. No, Kent doesn't. Not an OCR. Botrus and Sole, I mean, Kent and Soleil are in the same boat where they have a huge body of work and national series wins, but nothing on yes. the world stage. Mm-hmm. 
So we must have been ranking the body of work and the national series wins above what Batchers did at WTM. Man. So I'd say I, for almost, right now, 16 is okay, but by next year, he might be 10. I think next year he could be... Eight. He has two straight years trifecta world championship podium. And I think he was sixth last year in Abu Dhabi and he's won an OCR world's 3k title this year. And he has the regional championship in a beast distance. Yeah. And like, listen, die. I'm a Ryland fan and his highlights are high, but every single person above here has triple to quadruple the body of work of him. Cause he's only been around since 2021. Correct. That's, so that's it, it's problem. not a knock against him. He just might need another year, but then he could take these whole people in batch. Who's the shortest career above it? Even VJ at number six has been around since like 2014. Like Heineck 2015 or 16. Our Soleil problem was 16. is that we rank the 3K World Championship at OCR lower than the 15K or Spartan. And that's his only world title. And, and just he would have finished that, second in the 15K, but the well, like I think, his, and, I, think I think his 3K is, uh, is, is as good as Kempson's for a world title. It is. And Kempson doesn't have these two world podiums for trifecta. And he doesn't have a national series win. And he doesn't have a regional win. He, he can be a national Kempson. series win. He does have a national series win. Sorry. Two of them. Two of them. But not a regional win. He could be ahead of him in highlights. But their highlights are very, very, very similar. And Kempson has triple the body of work. It, this is like body of work. This is like Emma and Rebecca Hammond. It's like I would pick them in a race. And I think that their peaks are better. But the duration of their career is not long enough at this point. Even right now, what race would I pick Ryland over Kempson in? An altitude beast. That's the only one I'd feel comfortable picking him in. Really? Yeah. I'd take him in, I'd take him in at 3K. Yeah. I think I think Kempson would have given him the business in Palmerton. Well, and Palmerton I think Ryland would have given him the business in Big Bear. Big Bear. Yeah. Like, I think they are very, 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 very as similarly matched in in high end in their career highlights. And the only clear advantage is beast distance versus double to triple the body of work. I don't think and it's so that I much body has, of work that you're... Uh, uh, Kempson doesn't have a laundry list of accolades. Like really, I think it's got to be look double. I don't think so, man. Jack? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if you check all the boxes, like you're forgetting about Trifecta Worlds and Kempson hasn't... I think his best finish in Tahoe... Like ninth? Yeah, I think he broke the. And top he has to be ahead once. of Veerman because Veerman and Kempson are. I think that's Kent, what right now. Kent, Kent, and Ryland are like very similar in everything they do. Kent's had a longer career. No disrespect to Ryland, he can easily move into the top ten. I would put him one behind Kent, only due to the career length and accomplishments that that Kent has had. Kent didn't venture out of Spartan though, so now that's like we're talking. OCR versus Spartan, man, this is this is tough. How many how many national series podiums does Ken have? Uh, he's got like probably five or six. Does he? I he had like he's New Jersey, West Virginia, Seattle. 10, 13, or 16. Because if he passes Botros, he has to pass all the way to Kent. But if he passes Heineck, he's got to pass all the way up ahead of Veerman. Kinda. Like Botcher's got four. There's no argument for the in-between. He either passes three or six. Yeah. Botcher's got fourth at OCR Worlds 15K in a year in which you had Alvin Racing. I know. Fourth, fourth ain't it. But 
put him in 13. That's where I'm going. Okay, where are you going, Rich? Kent Albert and a... I kind of think the same. It, I I know his career isn't long, but he has raced so much. Look look at Chris. When did Chris really come on the scene? Three years ago? Yeah. She's yeah. a six. But she has two world titles. I know. Um, Keep in mind, the men's field is four years ahead of the women's. In terms of history and body of work and depth. Yeah, three or four, you're right. All right, where's I, There's nothing where's... wrong with this. It's just disrespectful to the people he passed. I know. Oh really? I mean, which is why I we, couldn't vote. We for should it. have we Brown's should have three columns up. right here. We list every single athlete, and then it'll each of us gives it a number, and it takes the weighted average. Here's the problem: if he never races no. again, if he had a career-ending injury and he never races again, he didn't have a better career than the people that he's above. I think that you can make that argument. He, I think he's going to. I think each year he's going to get better, even if he doesn't get any better. If this is his ceiling and he does this two more years, he's an undeniable top six or seven guy the, of all time. The regional title is big. I think that sets him apart. The world title, like, yeah, like... And Trifecta does matter. I think Soleil has, has a regional matter. title. Botris was in that race. He beat him. Botris was in Big Bear this year. He beat him. No head-to-head. It matters no head-to-head. if you're... I think head-to-head is a huge difference maker. I no, tried right. using it. That's why I'm saying it. And Rich we, shot me down. No, no it's, it's, different, it's in different times. The, the head-to-head doesn't make any sense. Catch people into different parts of their career. And then you look at these numbers. Like, oh, look at this. It's like, we've we done that with VJ, right? Like, it's like, okay. All right. Whatever. Agree to disagree. Move on to Basilico. He's got to be up. He's behind Botris. You just want him in front of you. Basilico has the... He has to be. Yeah. He has to be. In what just world is he not? Fourth well, and second at Spartan World Champs. He's one trifecta weekend. He got when did he get third? Second? What just now in the twenty one? Like you didn't watch it, remember? Which is a B uh, championship. We have to count that as a B championship. Well, the guy who he was leading. It's not about who he beat. It's about how Spartan I'm promoted not, it. I'm the not, sun, not the Sunday championship. championship of the world. Spartan's right. own words were not that this is the world championship. This is a championship beast on the world championship weekend for the 3K. Is that how they promoted it? I'm not counting that. I'm not, we're not, here's a trifecta. It's like a North American champ. It's like a regional championship to me. You don't get no the way. opportunity to see the Europeans face the North American athletes. And when he wins, it was like, battle, that's what I mean. It was like a spectacle. It wasn't like, it was, it was, a, to it me, was it's worth TMX. a regional championship. Is this like the senior bowl? Regional is that what you think it is? The field he beat a was a regional bowl. championship field. <laughs> Maybe not Maybe. our region, but a region. So Maybe. it's legit. Any race could be that. So on paper, I, I have a second legit. and a third at Worlds. He has a second and a fourth. <laughs> he has trifecta. I have stadium. Uh, no, he won't even venture into that ultra without nutrition. I'm just joking, do. obviously, but he's clearly ahead of me and he can't pass anyone else yet, but he's going to very quickly if this career arc continues. All right. Very quickly. Soleil is the is the the wounded duck in this field in that he doesn't have his biggest thing is body of work. He doesn't have the high end and everyone around him are title winners other than I guess Ryan Kent on there. He Soleil and Kent are in the same boat. Yeah. 
Gregory's going to keep winning titles. Kent has a sixth at Worlds, and so does Rylan. That's their best. Who who else has won the trifecta world champion? Do you know all the trifecta champions off the top of your head, Jack? Yeah, you guys want to guess? You can do some trivia. We got to wrap this thing up. Soon, all right, dude. all right, fine. Um, yeah, so yeah, this is outrageously long. Just go I had to talk about that 21K. I had to talk about the... I'm fine with Gregory behind Botchers right now. Next year, he's likely going to pass Soleil and Kent. Well, and a few no, other well, what are the, who, who's all want to... Uh, we don't want to guess. Just tell us who won the no, trip. Uh, Ro- Roman Toth was actually the first year, 2017. Uh, John Albin, then 2019, Heineck. Heineck. Nothing in 2020. 21 was Heineck again. Heineck. 22 was... Who beat Gregory? A lot this past year is Gregory. Did Heineck do it three times? I think Heineck did beat him that year. Yeah, the rainy year. Twenty? Did they have it? In the rainy year was twenty-two, and he won that. So we don't. I think Heineck's the three-time. Three Heineck won twice. I thought there was something else in there. Maybe they didn't hold it in twenty-one either. They might not have. Yeah. Come All forward. right. So that's a good. I mean, that's a good Unhill. list. Put what him behind Bracken or ahead of him. That's the only one. What does he have? Put him behind. What? I mean, we probably have pretty similar careers. He's continued his later. He doesn't have a world podium, does he? No. And I, my world podium was back in the sandbox. So he got, I don't he know. He got sixth at Tahoe one year. He has two second places at national series races. Never won one. Uh, this is what I did, think we did last no, year. I don't think we. Yeah. No, he did win a national series this year. He did the win a national K. series this year. He did win the three Ks. And I only have a second in a national series. Yeah. And and Angel got like eighth at OCR Worlds. 15K. I was so, eighth in the three K. It's a push. Okay. So you, you're very similar. He could be ahead of me. His like, career lasted longer, to be honest. He got that so, world podium. I started earlier. That world podium. Count it. True. I will he never vote for myself on this list. No, I know. On, put so him ahead we, of me. We need to we need to sit here and back you up, legend. BK staying in the top twenty. He won won the Minnesota Mountain Series race. I did not. Woods and I were directed Ryan. off course. Oh, you were going. Th- oh, right. You got fourth. Add well, that to the list. Don't forget about about a month ago, Michigan. Two months now. Three. Six years. Oh, crap. Got it. This is, well, this is who's in the race. You got to use the hybrid as a tiebreaker. Two time regional champion doubles and, and second place finisher. And uh, second place finisher in another race. What other men have world podium finishes or national champs or anything that are in the mix for being on this list? They can bump me and Angel and Isaiah off. You're just looking for it. World Lars, I mean, Josiah, Pavel Hordina. Pavel Hordina. It's not, it's not a world world podium. Pretty much everybody covered that all. Yeah, already gets it. Yeah. So Pavel's next up. Pavel could be there. Eugenio. When? Godinez Romero. I mean, he's got second places, two national series race, seventh at Worlds. Could have. I know it could have. Doesn't matter. But like, he needs, he needs like a win or a world. Podium. All right. All right. That's fine. I'm just naming names, but we can wrap it up. We need to wrap this thing up. We may have set a record outside of our our the legendary watch along of twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, twenty two. Twenty two. First year, twenty one. 
21. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Next week we're gonna do the okras, baby. Mm. We we're going we're gonna go live. We should. Live I'm gonna be at my parents' house in New Hampshire, so I'm gonna do everything so I can. Sir. to probably have good internet for once, so we can I'm actually. Bring, do I'm live. bringing my my cord, uh, or Ethernet cord, so that I can plug directly in, so there are Strong. no issues. I'd probably travel with that other microphone too. Yeah, Th- this one. Uh, the, I have a little travel box. Yeti it's got one. my Yeti. It's got an Ethernet. Got some connections. Smart. Smart. Got to be able to hit, hit the road right, on a right second. St- I still have the original microphone box. So. Jack's got it too. Take there we that. go. All right, squad. Good. See you next week. Uh, great job today. And hold on. I need to... And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.